When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth Shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make Shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. <laughs> what are you laughing at? <laughs> I'm doing the same thing. Takes word, man. Sing word song. <laughs> we should have a thing. This is mostly just for you and me because I feel like Shu doesn't get Give songs stuck in his head as much. Oh, I do. They're just the good ones. We should start a pod. And he just doesn't sing them out loud. He doesn't. He doesn't like. <clears throat> he's like radio trained, but for every time he, <laughs> radio trained. Well, you can't just be like on the radio, just go like. Sing our song, but he won't be All right, long. whoever does it the most, you have to you have to keep a tab. If you do it more than me, I get five bucks from you, or vice versa. Or one has to drink a whole milk beer at the end. <laughs> That's fine. What, a milk stout, or are you going to mix milk with beer? Isn't there some weird... Because that'll make you puke right away. Isn't Sunny? Or is some show where they talk about There's milk a lot beer. of milk in Sunny. No, I know, but... Oh, yeah. Don't they do? Don't they have a beer milk thing in the Yeah, well, they did a milk beer. There's, don't they have a milk beer milk? bit? Yeah, there's milk. crow's milk. Yeah. Fight milk. Yeah. There'll be a lot of milk mentions on this episode, mm-hmm. ladies and gentlemen. You, you, for, be yeah. forewarned here. We should, we should warn people of a few things. Okay. A lot of milk references. Yeah, a lot of milk. Uh... Most people have not seen Human Highway nor heard of it, so there'll be a hundred spoilers, and you're not going to know what the fuck's going on. So like a normal Long May You Young podcast. Yeah, you'll be uh, disoriented and uh, pissed off by the end. Mm-hmm. Yeah. yeah, absolutely. And at the end of the episode, we're going to get naked, pour milk on ourselves, and drink it from straws. Yep. <laughs> I did not know this. I uh, didn't bring a bathing suit. Are you, we wearing bathing suits? Nope. Completely that's, naked. This is really gross. That's the Neil way. That it is really the Neil is way. the Neil way. That's going to be the disturbing part. Also, I realized there's this uh, Stephen King podcast that I've listened to before. It's just called the Stephen King Cast. Yeah. And what I like about it is because it, it, it he goes through every King book in yeah. chronological order. Is it one dude of release? Yeah. Not two dudes. It's not two it's dudes, not two one dudes. king. It's not two dudes, one king. <laughs> I've heard those guys are like the top of the line. We but really are. I mean, they really excuse are. Excuse me. They don't have a podcast though. <laughs> That's true. Not yet. But um, <laughs> anyway, only what I forty Stephen King. Anyway, podcasts, what I liked so. about it was whatever book I was reading, I, I would go and like when I was finished, I would go listen to that episode. And so I, I kind All of right. had this little anxiety. Uh, I don't. That's a dramatic word, but where I was like, we maybe should do some kind of a little bit of just letting people know what the fuck we're talking about as far as our ramblings in the beginning. No. No, you don't eh. think so? Because no. what if people are le- find out, they type in the podcast and they're like, oh, I want to go listen to the episode on, uh, you know, whatever, whichever one. And 
Live uh, Rust. All right. I see what you're saying. You know what I mean? So, so like, that way li- they can, like, rusty. they listen to the... <laughs> it was Neil- an hour of ramblings before we actually... Right. And it. they don't have any idea what right. the fuck the jacket so, voice is or, right. you know, like, donkey ball. You know the podcast, My Brother, My Brother and Me? Yeah. Great podcast. Yeah, it's a good but one. But they do that little intro where they're like, this is a blah, blah, blah. And it's like a silly way to let people know kind yeah. of what the podcast is. We could do something like that. Yeah, just... I'm to telling let- you, we should just post a glossary. I like that idea too. You know, I can write up, or we'll put a, a word up on the Facebook page every a youngster every wiki. week. Yeah, youngster wiki. <laughs> Someone will make that eventually. Someone please make that. A sounds like something wiki. that's like a it's like a chat room for Nambla. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome to the youngster wiki. Please. Would you like a milky white oh, Russian? Oh God, yeah. a chat room for Nambla. <laughs> God damn youngster it. wiki. Takes a worried man. <laughs> this is our Neil Young podcast where we mostly talk out of our ass while going through the works of Mr. Young. It's Mike Shu and the Condon Boys, Trans and Harvest and Illinois. We're gonna sit and listen to each one. Hi, this is Mike Shu, and uh, no, you're listening no. to the only... I thought you were going to hit the thing. To the, only, <laughs> the only Neil Young podcast in existence. That's right. You can't get it anywhere else. <laughs> I thought you were going to hit the thing. I am, but I can only play one sound clip at a time. Oh, I'm sorry. This isn't, this isn't the pike, Mike. <laughs> <laughs> okay, I'm sorry. I'm sorry. Yes, welcome to Long May You Young, the only Neil Young podcast in existence, done by Neil Young experts. Who That's aren't right. here today? Instead, you got me and you got Luke and Russ. No, you said Conley. that wrong, Mike. What? Neil Young journalists. Oh, that's right, journalists with journalistic integrity. That's right. We are actually journalists, according to one of our critics, and we really we're really flattered. <laughs> so happy to read that. We're really flattered by that. that we're was, gonna get to the reviews was that our and first the feedback. Negative one. I or? think it was. It was, which made me happy. I don't want all positive. Yeah, because reviews. No, yeah, you don't the haters too. Yeah, we don't know. You want you want at least a reaction. And you know this guy's going to listen again to see if we mention him. And we are. Yes. <laughs> Absolutely. Oh, that's definitely going to well, we'll, happen again. We'll get to that in a little bit. What we do here on Long May You Young is we uh, go through Neil Young's musical catalog by release. But uh, this time we're taking a break and we're going to talk about uh, his movies, a couple of his movies. One being Human Highway and the other one being the uh, concert film Rust Never Sleeps. Mm-hmm. And uh, and then we'll as we go on, we'll do some other movies too. He's got a bunch of great movies oh, out yeah, there. Oh yeah, Greendale. Yep, a lot he's of got live the concerts. Trunk show, Berlin, Heart of Gold. Yep, Heart of Gold, and yep. and then he's got some really interesting stuff. I was watching on uh, the Neil Young archives oh, this yeah. past week. The uh, the Muddy River one. Have you guys watched that at all? It's no. it's like he hired a German like amateur video crew to film him for a crazy horse tour through Germany, hmm. and it's it's really it's actually really good. I hmm. mean the sound and the and the you know, it's it's nice. not edited very well, and but it's like perfect for what it is. It's about a Neil Young and Crazy Horse tour, and and uh, there were like riots that went on and at one of the shows, and and he complains because they had to play under a tent at one show. It was like a giant, you know, 
uh, Oktoberfest tent or something like that. Oh, wow. But it's well worth checking out. Yeah. It's, yeah it's, and we wonder if we should cover uh, that that Daryl Hannah Paradox movie. Too. Yeah. Oh, yeah. We should definitely do Later that. Later yeah. down the road. Because that's like an album, I think, too. Yeah. This it's, is it's kind like of a promise a ref- of the real one. This is kind of a refreshing break. Not not really, like, but it's... I feel like this is still going to be a long... It's <laughs> going to be, be a, a it's long, be long and odd, but I mean, it's, it's also... I mean, there's there's a lot to say about these movies. Well, there's a lot of questions. Too. <laughs> I yeah. think there's a, just a lot of questions, especially yeah. about Human Highway, which I love. Which oh, yeah. totally, you know, we'll, we'll we'll get into it. But I mean, it's it's like it was kind of like Neil Young's entrance into the '80s, and yes. he did it with this film. Yeah, it's a very early '80s film, but we'll we'll get into that in a, in a little bit. We want to remind you that we do have the Long May You Young. Uh, Facebook page. You can check yes. us out there. We're on Twitter at Long May You Young and also on Instagram. Uh, we also post stuff on the Neil Young subreddit on Reddit. And do we have any? Uh, do we have any stuff we want to? So we just we want to get into. Literally here? one minute ago, we got a review, not a review, a Facebook message from someone named Elliot Moses. I'm going to read it. Okay. Said, "Okay, my lady turned me on to your podcast. She heard the episode with Nils and dug it. Told me I'd love it. I still haven't listened to it yet, though." I decided to start from the beginning, and as I work on the assembly line at Ford, I got nothing but time to kill. You guys are hilarious. Love what you're doing. Keep it up. By the way, Tonight's the Night is my all-time favorite album. And wow. I checked out Town Meeting. Great stuff. Hey, there you go. Hey, nice. Yes, Luke and, Luke and Russ are in the band Town Meeting, so you should definitely check them out. Damn right. Uh, we got one review on iTunes, one more five-star review. If you leave us a five-star review on iTunes, we'll read it. If you leave us five-star reviews anywhere else, that's great. I don't know how to get to them. Yeah, I don't know. <laughs> but we but might keep doing them. them anyway. Yep. Yeah. <laughs> uh, this is from someone called Painted Eight. It says highly entertaining. Within the hilarious chaos that runs through these episodes is a fantastic chemistry between the hosts and an appropriate appreciation for Neil's great music. I love this podcast. Wow. Cool. I feel like I need to read that again with like light British music behind it. <laughs> Post. Within the hilarious <laughs> chaos that runs through these episodes is a fantastic chemistry between the hosts and, appro- and an appropriate appreciation for Neil's great oh, music. Too many P's. Uh, too many proper... Appropriate appropriation for Neil's great podcast. What's all this, then? A few proper P's. Listen, we're blowing up in Great Britain. We are. We're huge in Europe. Wow. Damn right. Do a tour. Just like the Hoff, Hell yeah. we are huge in Europe. We'll do a tour. We'll bring Dan Moshpit. We'll, we'll hire yeah. some German filmmakers. That's right, some amateur German filmmakers, <laughs> yeah. and we will tour Europe. Mm. We'll tour arenas, and then we'll come oh, back here, and we'll play Luke's we're Garage. We're definitely bringing Dan Moshpit. Yeah, There's he's got to be the security yeah. guy. You know right what? You know what would be so disappointing <laughs> is if we get we tell Dan Moshpit to come on tour with us, and he's this real skinny nerdy. He looks like he's like basically <laughs> yeah. Neil in Human Highway. <laughs> Right. And we're like, hey, we're like, hey, Dan Moshman, join us on the road. And he goes, Whew. Whew. <laughs> oh, I can do. We can do it. Yeah, yeah. yeah. But Russ, yeah. you've been enough. You've been in enough. <laughs> you've, you've been in enough pits to know that that's the guy you better look the fuck out. Yeah, for. never oh, yeah. underestimate someone in the that's pit. That's the guy yeah. that's gonna start swinging. Yeah, he's got like a coat hanger wrapped around his fist. <laughs> yeah, his dude. dad never played catch with him. His dad never played catch with him. Dan Moshpit's dad never played catch with him. No, Dan Moshpit's dad sucks. <laughs> you, he didn't play catch. He just bashed me over the head with a football. That's right. 
over and over again. He hit me with Hello? a Hello? Dan Moshman's dad used to put cigarette butts out on him. Just Dan Moshman failed trying out for the Pats. <laughs> he took it out on me. And by Pats, I mean a group of guys in my neighborhood named Pat who wouldn't let me play with them. They were a gang. Yeah. I don't want to keep going. <laughs> All right. <laughs> Dan Moshman loves it when we do a Dan Moshman's guys, voice. A group of guys that are all named Pat. And they're in a gang called the Pats. The, the Pats. The Pats. <laughs> That's a great sketch. I just blew out the fucking microphone. Um, do you can, wanna, I, can I read stuff from yeah, Reddit? Yeah. Okay, so... Uh, this uh, guy, uh, Bob Deneen, said, great work as always. This is for the um, Rust Never Sleep stuff. Uh, nice to hear from Nails again. Uh, you should check out. He did. Uh, he posted an article from Yachting Magazine oh, Jesus. about the no uh, W, what is it, the W.S. Ragland, the other yacht Neil has. Not the Evening Coconut. The lesser known yacht. The bigger one with the sails. Yeah. And uh, apparently that's like how you should do yachts, according to Yachting Magazine. And then um, here's one from Talking Idiot on Reddit. I'm several episodes behind working through Harvest now, but I love your podcast. The verbal abuse, incessant hassling of each other, and general assholery is great. I'll finish Harvest over the next several days since you made it half a day long. Keep it up. Really looking forward to uh, episodes from certain albums. And... There was a, oh, do you want to get to the... Um, I love the term general assholery. Yes. <laughs> I think that's probably the best description of us to date. Do you want to get to the, uh, to, to the uh, comment where the uh, gentleman on Facebook accused us of being journalists? More than you can All imagine. Right. So apparently, um, who, posted, uh, who oh. posted that? So Someone posted a link to... It's a, there's a Neil Young fanzine, right? Am I saying that right? Yeah. Um, I'll, I'll pull up his name right now. And he, is he also over in England? Yes. And he, um... Our negative critic? E- is? No, no, no. Oh. A guy that really likes it. So this oh, guy okay. named he, Ian Dowson. Yes, and he um, posted on his page. But he's got a Neil fanzine, and he's sending us a co- some copies. Um, but he talked about how much he liked the, liked the Russ Never Sleeps episode, um, and how much he loves the song Thrasher, and Hey, Hey, My, My, and, uh... Just like a really cool yeah. guy. When we'll definitely we'll talk about his fanzine when we get the copy. Absolutely, yeah. Um, but then he posted about us on was it his fanzine's Facebook page? Or yeah, something I think like so. That. Yeah, yeah. But it's uh, it was great. <laughs> you, want, you want me to read it? Or? Please. All right. Absolutely awful. Don't waste your time. Who are these people who can't complete a sentence without cussing or profaning? <laughs> Fuck that. Whatever happened to proper journalism? <laughs> yeah. Signed, Edward R. Murrow. No. Um, <laughs> I don't want to say the guy's name. Yeah, we didn't need to say his name. No. I mean, so, okay, so a few things. One, I mean, he's not wrong. <laughs> no, no, he's not wrong. Not, not yeah, at all. No, he's not wrong at all. No. And I mean. He's wrong at one part. What's the part? We are not journalists. <laughs> We're not sexy. We don't get. We are not fun. <laughs> hey, speak for yourself. We boys. are not sexy. Dan Moshpit is not. Actually, I am. Fuck you. <laughs> I'm sexy. Look at these friggin' guns. <laughs> um, you need. You guys need a gun check. Also, uh, I thought that the right, swears right, we right, use nice. over here weren't swears over in England. I've seen enough Monty Python to know that the word "fuck" is better than things like what do they say that's bad? Like bloody, bloody, Isn't that bad, twatting, twat, twat. Uh. Yeah. Anyway, uh, what do they say? Like, shiver my timbers. Right. Bubbly gumplin. I think that's a. <laughs> is that like a, like a like Grundle? Good, what's is a good like British a... swear? Bloody. 
I thought you were going to improv a little bit. Oh, you want me to improv? No, no not now. Oh. <laughs> Fizzly wiggle. Nope. It's too late. <laughs> hey, dude, if you want journalism. I'm trying to post on Instagram, man. Fizzly wiggle. If you want journalism. You loved it. I gave you some improv and read, you loved uh, it. Read Shaky by Jimmy are you, McDonough. Are you drinking that lime thing? Yeah, I gave you half. Oh, nice. So we are not journalists. But thank not. you thank you for the work. Thank you for thinking we are. Yes. Um, yeah, we we'll still take that as a compliment. Yeah, absolutely. You know what? All of all of your statements are true, yeah. except for the journalist part. But that's more flattering than anything else. So thank you. Yeah, and you know what? I'm fine with him, and I'm gonna I'm gonna welcome him into the open arms of the youngsters. Yeah, that gentleman. We'll call him the angry youngster. Yeah, <laughs> the angry youngster. Angry youngster. That's awesome. <laughs> And uh, finally, from the Facebook page, Scott Parks. I'm 54 minutes into part one of the uh, Rust Never Sleeps episode, and you guys haven't talked about track one yet, and I fucking love it. <laughs> I know that the jagged voice kills Russ, but I'm not joking when I say I'll donate $20 a month if Russ only uses the jagged voice. <laughs> Hashtag no do it, Russ. Way. So we now have a co It's not possible. Which, yes. Which is how you – it's a way for you can support us, and a few youngsters have already donated – to buy us a squirt, I believe is what Yeah, one put. person wants to buy us a squirt. That's awesome. Um, yeah. But I put up a goal. If we hit that goal, then there will be a spinoff between the, the jacket from Back to the Future and Nails Lofgren. Oh, my oh God. Oh, wow. Oh, my God. Speaking of Nails, before we get into this, I want to just get this out of the way now. Nails himself sent me something in the oh middle God. of the night two nights ago. Oh, God. In the middle of the night? <laughs> yes. Nothing good comes of that. I'm going to just play it for you right okay. now. Okay. Oh, boy. Is it journalistic? <laughs> I think he was watching Human Highway also. <laughs> <laughs> Seems like it. Nails Lockett here, folks. And I'm here to tell you that we're doing a real special first-time-ever event down at Nails Emporium this, this Labor Day weekend, <laughs> all the way through till Christmas weekend. If you come on down to Nails Emporium, you can take part in the first ever Carnanail. What's a Carnanail? Well, it's like a carnival, but with nails. Do you like riding on a Ferris wheel? Well, if you do, you're probably going to love riding on Nails' first ever Ferris nail. It's like Jesus. a Ferris wheel, but with nails. It's a little uncomfortable, but it sure is fun. And if you like roller coasters, I guarantee you, you're going to love the first ever roller nail. It's oh again, God. it's like riding on nails. It's a little bit uncomfortable, but it's <laughs> sure a lot of fun. And uh, bring the kids. We have teacups. You ever ride on that, ride the teacups? Well, you're going to love bringing your kids on the tea nails. It's kind of like riding on a nail. So it's, it's a little uncomfortable, but it's sure a lot of fun. And that's not all. We also have special carnal nail treats. Come on down and try a, a, a candied apple or a funnel cake. We even got fried dough, sausages, and uh, hot dogs and burgers. It's like all kinds of amusement park treats. But down at the Cardinale, it's going to be filled with nails. You never oh know God. which bites you're going to get. So come on down. And if, if you think, hey, nails, that's kind of dangerous sounded. You shouldn't be putting nails in people's food. Well, then I, I say to those folks, get the hell out of here. We don't want you. Because if you're coming down to Nails Emporium, first ever Cardinale, then you better be ready to live life on the edge. Because that's how we do it here. Jesus so come Christ. on down to the first ever Cardinale down at Nails Emporium. And we're, we're also doing a special. Good so God. if you come down to Nails 
support him and take drugs. Nails take is just taking advantage of us now. Then you'll get all kinds of special deals too. So yeah, he's trying, trying to get business out of our listeners. Labor Day weekend, all the way he doesn't pay Christmas us anything. <laughs> Come on down. Oh, and remember, if you can't nail it, we sure can. There it is. He got it right this time. Yeah. Nails got his own catchphrase right this Nails time. Nails does pay us in nails. I was going to say, well, that's literally you know, what I'm I was just going to say. fixing up my say. deck, and he's he been does, a big help. I know, but I'm not, and I just keep getting boxes of fucking nails that I don't need. Have you guys noticed that Nails <laughs> Lofgren seems to slowly be morphing into a different character who goes, ooh-wee. Yeah, he <laughs> sounds exactly like Mr. Poopy Butthole. <laughs> I wouldn't be surprised <laughs> if in the next commercial he just goes, uh, I think Nails <laughs> it's watching. me. <laughs> Nails butthole. Ooh, he, he does have a little Lionel switch going in there, though. Whoa, yeah, man. nice segue. Also, yes. you remember that thing I said at the top of the podcast where I was like, yeah, you know, for people who might want to just go listen to the album that they just listened to, that episode, like whatever episode, based on the album they just listened to, and then they go to, like, someone comes across, they watch Russ Never Sleeps, and they're like, oh, these guys did an episode on Russ Never Sleeps, the film. I'll go check that episode out. And that's what they hear at the top of the episode. Right. Well, and he's our like, sponsor. We have to play that. What the fuck? That was well over 60 seconds, <laughs> right? Definitely two The people at the Pantheon Podcast Network who were part of are not going yes. to be very happy. Also, about I feel that's like right. that is pretty appropriate to this episode. Yes. Yeah. Do we have anything th- else, or can we get right into this fucking... I mean, are you ready no, to the, get into it? Yeah. Did you, wanna, did you make that clip for a shoe? I did. Let's do that. Sticking out your rear. Nice. <laughs> the answer is sticking out your rear. Oh, beautiful. Thank you. Nice beautiful. job, Lou. Thank you. Thank beautiful. You should guys should break the fourth wall and, and let people know what that what just happened. Well, that's, what did just happen? So that is <laughs> well, shoot. Yeah. You a, you asked Luke if he could piece together the end of Human Highway, the speech right. by yes Boogie Boy. Is it Boogie or Bougie? It's, it's Bougie. Bougie. It no, it's Bougie Boy. Bougie Boy. Look it up. Yeah, it's supposed to be pronounced Boogie. Really? Why is there a J in it? Because they, because when they went to put it on uh, something, they couldn't. They ran out of the lettering, so <laughs> they had to. So they had no to make way. yeah. If you look it up, like the Devo. 
they made a like you can look you can find out that the reason it's spelled that way it was originally supposed to be boogie boy but they in whatever they were printing it on they ran out of lettering or they couldn't afford the extra lettering Jesus. or something so they made it to the ji or whatever <laughs> And but it was originally supposed to be pronounced Boogie Boy. Wow. They ran out of G's. Yeah, like the G and the whatever. That's how it was. tight it was, yeah. man. You know, your Devo and you're like way ahead G, of your time. It was like but you're the G and the money. E. They couldn't. They, they, oh my god! Yeah, I, I'm there's if you if you really look into it, you can find it. I found it, and and that was where <laughs> that came boy. from. Well, that that's my favorite line right there. The answer is sticking out your butt. <laughs> I love that. Sticking out your rear. Sticking out your but rear. But yeah, shoot, you told Luke to do some uh, editing so, there. And, so when and that's a Neil. Neil covers Blowing in the Wind. Yeah. In, was it on Weld? It's on Weld, yeah. Um, and it, it starts off with like war noises yep. and like a lot of like scary shit, which is a lot of human highway elements. Mm-hmm. And uh, in the end of the movie Human Highway, Boogie Boy uh, from Devo. He do, he says this like parody-ish version, like just spoken word of "blowing in the wind," called "blowing out your <laughs> breaking in breaking the in the wind." Breaking, breaking in the wind, that's right? And it's <laughs> so that's supposed to be like a fart, right? I mean, yeah, yeah, of course. D- yeah, he's, yeah, he's crapping all over the you know the the hippie anthem. Yeah, yeah, because it doesn't mean shit. Because the world's shit. gonna end. And yeah. which is funny because I think even Bob Dylan said, "Yeah, this is not." Everyone said this was a protest song and an anthem for this time and dylan was like i don't know what that's about (laughs) (laughs) he's already moved on well it's the perfect ending and almost like the perfect summation of what this movie is it's like a grossly almost childish humor version of the end of the world it's the end of the world through the eyes of a kid who's laughing at farts well it's it's very 80s in the sense that and um you guys weren't even born yet so i was born in 85 all right well i wasn't i I was i was a teenager in the 80s okay and so every day yeah we've seen the mullet in the yeah thank you that's a good one (laughs) that's a good mullet every day it was much like the the newscast (laughs) in the movie every day you we were on the verge of nuclear war with russia every single day i don't know about my fellow you know, old people who grew up in the 80s, but I would have nightmares very often about nuclear war. Like hide under, on. hide under your desk. Hide nightmares. your kids. No, no, hide by, your wife. No, by the um, by the 80s, that was everybody. Had, that was all bullshit. Everybody knew that getting under your desk wasn't going to do anything if a fucking nuclear bomb went off near your building. I never had nuke you know? nightmares except I watched Terminator 2 with my godfather Dave Holland. Shout out Dave Holland for letting me watch Terminator 2 when I was like seven. But that scene at the beginning with the the nuke that goes off. Remember, that there's a, I think it's Linda Hamilton holding the chain link fence, and then the nuke goes off, and it's just her skeleton. Yeah, that used to scare me. <laughs> yeah, I mean, it's well, that's what we that's what we thought like it could happen at any time. Yeah, you know, and then they had movies about it all the time, and then they it, it was like in the news. You know, this happened with Russia, and this happened with Russia. So that, you know, that on top of like getting over what happened at Three Mile Island. You guys know what that is, right? I've heard of it. That was a nuclear plant in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania that had a meltdown. In Pennsylvania? Yeah. Yeah, and it oh. was late 70s, and it was, it was like one of the first nuclear accidents in the world. Did you hear about no. this, Russ? I didn't, I didn't know. I never heard yeah, about you, this Yeah, school, Three Mile right? Island in Harrisburg, Pennsylvania. So We read about Chernobyl, but I never read about they it. They accidentally yeah. let out radioactive steam 
you know, into the air while it was going on. And so the people around the Harrisburg area in the center of Pennsylvania are like, okay, so we're breathing this stuff in now. Mm. And that was the big accident part. And so, you know, this, this whole thing about nuclear energy in the eighties, it was like nuclear energy. It's like a miracle thing. Like we can power our electricity forever and all this stuff. At the same time, it was like something we shouldn't be fucking with. And it was going to eventually destroy us in the form of missiles right. and stuff like that. So that's kind of like why I say this movie is very early 80s, because that was like yeah. a prevalent thing yeah. all the time. And I think like that's basically, you know, the linear valley thing he has going there. Everybody works at the nuclear power plant. Yeah. Everybody's glowing. Yeah. You know, that to me, that's a very 80s thing because it was like you couldn't do anything but laugh about it. We wanted our electricity. You couldn't shut down the nuclear power plants, although they tried. Jackson Brown tried really hard yeah. and it didn't yeah. happen. With the no nukes concert, you know, but yeah, you know, so to me, and then all the bright coloring and and something happened in the eighties where once it became nineteen eighty, all of a sudden we were in modern times. Mm-hmm. Like this was the going to be the age of the jetpack and the flying car, and you know, bus trips to the moon and shit like that. Mm. But also at the same time, and I think this came with everything Robert was Reagan. neon too. Right? Yeah, everything was yeah. like day glow and stuff yeah. like that. But I think when Reagan became president, there was also this thing where it was like, we want to go back to the way it was in the fifties where everything was good and, and white and nobody, and nobody like there was no trouble and our politicians could be trusted. So there was this retro fifties thing that came in with this space age, modern thing at the same time. So you had a lot of fifties style coming back. Neil kind of took advantage of that with everybody's rocking. Yeah. You know, and you had the, not just the music, but the fashion, you know, the haircuts, and then sometimes the attitude. Mm. This like '50s attitude came in there, so he had a lot of that in this movie too. That's a good point. I've you know? I've never really, I've when you say that, I'm like absolutely, but I never made that connection. You've always just kind of under the surface known it. Yeah, it's so like cheesy what, what, yeah, fashion. Yeah, once you point that out, I'm like, oh, shit, you're yeah. right. Yeah, it was like that, a modern fashion, but it had this 50s retro thing with the skinny ties. Yeah, right. And bolo yeah, ties absolutely. and shit They're, like that and pointy shoes. If you and, watched Back to the Future 2, you would know even more yeah. about that. I'll, I'll get to that, Russ. You, don't you worry about it. It's, it's you on have my, to now. Oh, I mean, a, it's a staple it's, of this podcast. It's in my queue. Yeah, yeah. right. <laughs> Can I uh, recommend a couple of shows real quick, which have a lot to do with what you're saying, I feel like? Sure. Have you guys ever watched Dark on Netflix? I watched no. the first season and I it's loved this it. Ger- I've heard a lot of people it's mention it. It's this German that. show, so you got to watch it in subtitles. Don't do the English dub because that's it's so, horrible. Yeah, it's yeah. terrible. But if you if you watch it in, in subtitles and you really like actually watch it, it's a really smart, wild. It's it's visually striking. It's 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 a really beautiful the theme show. Song scares the shit out of me. The yeah, I mean it's a, it's a weir- it's an it's an ominous. It's definitely got undertones that are pretty spooky, but it's it's really well done and it's Stephen King esque too. So it's is that the one where the kid finds the tunnel? Like yes. the yeah, yeah. It's oh, it's, I watched like the first two episodes yeah. of that. Yeah, watch it. The first watch it, and there's watch something going on in the it. town. There's like yeah, some there's a lot of like time travel stuff going on. It's, oh, okay. If when but you like get more into well it, it's, done, it's it's very well done in my opinion. The further you get into it, too, I'm on like the third season now. People fuck up time travel constantly, yeah, like yeah. especially Back to the Future. Oh yeah, they're the, the worst. The best one, and I hate to bring up uh, J.K. Rowling again, but she's the only one that ever got it right in uh, Prisoner of Azkaban. And then, but then Dark actually kind of gets, gets it, it right, man. They do like yeah. their research and the shit. The Avengers like, fucked is did it terribly. Uh, you actually, you know what? Bill and Ted nailed time travel. <laughs> really? Yes. 
That, is that the most authentic time it travel? Is. Also, yes, Interstellar, it is. technically, too. Yeah, but Bill and Ted way better than Interstellar. What about Time After Time with Malcolm McDowell? I never saw as it. As H.G. Wells. Oh, but the the song, chasing Jack the Ripper Yeah, the song the from Napoleon Dynamite? Absolutely. Yeah, that nails time, time travel. Time after time. <laughs> when you're lost. Cindy Lauper, I believe. I don't yes, know. That's there's been Lopper. so many versions of that right. song. Well, was that the one they were doing the happy hands to? I don't know. I heard. Oh no, that no, was no, that no. was the That's, rose. Um, yes. That was the rose. Yeah, yeah. I was listening All to right. uh, a radio show today, and they were talking about the the better that the time travel movies that are the best are the ones where you can tell they just do so much cocaine and don't really give a shit about the yeah, like yeah. physics of it, yeah. like Bill and Ted. Which also, is speak, go ahead. which is a great segue back into Human Highway. Okay. Well, I didn't get to recommend my other <laughs> oh, show. Oh, no, okay, go ahead. And I, also, I was just going to say, you mentioned, like, tons of cocaine. I'm like, I yes, also want to say, because Luke brought it up, Avengers, so I want to say Wakanda Forever. Uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Yeah, that was power shocking. Chadwick, Chadwick Boseman, man. Yeah. That shit is fucking... That was crazy. He, you know what's wild. really shocking almost as much as his death is... Um, the way he was able to keep that secret. I know. Yeah. At the level of stardom he It's had. almost yeah. like... For two years. Yeah. Th- or more. I saw four years. Four? I saw yeah, four, four years. years. Yeah. yeah. And, and he, yeah, man, that shit, I could talk about that. That's that's yeah, wild that's, stuff. That yeah, rest in peace. Sorry, I don't want to move on from that, like, going into something else no, here. What's, but, your, what's your other... Yeah, the other recommendation... Recommendation. Um, yeah, would be... Um, the, so, it's a little... Uh, it's not a, it's not as it doesn't reference it as much as um dark mm-hmm. but um the other recommendation would be this new show on HBO called Lovecraft Country mm. have oh. you guys watched I've read that about it. or I watched heard it, about it David. it's only 3 episodes right now but as far as like horror and and racism especially with it's mm-hmm. it's weird that it's going that that it's out right now yeah the way they're addressing it but also taking like the themes of horror and and end times sort of mm-hmm. things war and doing it through this lens of of racism in america at that time the 50s and stuff that's kind of what reminded me of what you're saying oh, okay. and just how they relate the two things you know right. fictional horror lovecraft being you know kind of right. chief among it early on but also he was kind of racist yeah kind of so he was very a white racist supremacist, yes right? yeah. yeah so they address a lot of that craft was yeah. yeah and they do it in this in this really cool way and i think you luke would love well, it well david salorzano just recommended that it's awesome and also man. you say horror like joey pants says whore in uh, whore. the sopranos whore. oh yeah, yeah she's a whore, whore. 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 we're, we're mass holes that's how we say horror but okay another segue <laughs> speaking of horror but in a cool way human highway right. yeah okay. should we get into it yeah we've been kind of dipping in, in so <laughs> yeah we have i mean there's no way like <laughs> i don't know how you get into human okay, highway. Well, okay. well let's let's start with where it came from yeah yes so the the story goes that neil young and dean stockwell were with russ tamblin and a bunch of other people and somehow got into an egg fight an right. actual egg fight. Yeah, and I'm sure there were some drugs involved. Of course. Uh, and they had such a fun time that they were inspired to like write or come up with some kind of movie. This is a that real they wanted thing? To work. Yeah, this is a An real story. Fight? An egg fight? Yes. So Dean Stockwell wrote most of it, and Neil like had a lot of the visual ideas. Yeah, he and built some of the, the story. Sets. Yeah, he had a, the set, yeah. the diner service station set, which was is very where specific in that article we talked about by what's his name, Jim something. 
But he he wrote in that article. I don't know if did you read that article? Did you see that article? I I, I don't know. Jim I read a Nipful. bunch of articles. Jim, what is it? Nip, Nipful. It's called yeah. the weird story of Neil Young's human. Oh, highway. I think I did read that. Yeah, one. but he references picture, how yeah. Neil was very Off visionary about yeah. the the built sets, and he wanted it to be that yeah, way. Yeah, was very. Particular. And then that is swords. If you kind of track that, trace that, it seems that Tim Burton took that influence well no, yeah, i also agree with the david lynch thing too. oh absolutely because he used all the act a lot of those well, a lot actors of those actors but then yeah. that whole 50s diner thing that's yes. very david in lynch. twin peaks Div- that, david very, lynch was yeah. very much into that yeah back in the 50s things were wholesome and clean and everything yeah. but under all that there right. was some fucked up there's shit a lot do you yeah. guys did you guys also feel like there's a lot of neil being a time traveling vampire with this movie man he like what do you mean just, I don't know. I, it, this movie was... A, did you see that article where it said he was like 10 minutes ahead of his time type of thing? Right. Yeah. Where yeah, he I was like... It's one of those... Another weird Neil thing where he did something just to fucking do it, but mm-hmm. it ended up become Right. Like, I don't know if it's, it's intentional. It's like when you were saying about Pono. Yeah. So he tried to create Pono. Right. It didn't work for him, but... It lifted the entire medium and he's fine up with a that. little bit, right? And, yeah, that's and Neil's like, the type of guy where right. he's like, "Yeah, as long as it became something cool." Right. Like, when and did this movie come out? Eighty-two. Yeah. Is it eighty-two? But it took it took four years to make. They yeah. Started so it doing started it in the late seventies. Yeah. Yeah. And he he and used so Lynch like, at that point was Eraserhead. I think Eraserhead. Eraserhead must have been. I'm out. not sure when Eraserhead come, come out. But even Eraserhead is not what. He became no. I hated Eraserhead. I still hate Eraserhead. Well, I don't hate it, but I don't I'll, hate it I'll either, always but. try to watch it and figure it out. And I kind of like that. It's kind of yeah. like a, some of Neil's stuff. I'll yeah. listen to it and I'll be like, the thing, "What was he trying to do here?" Yeah. Well, you know, the thing I th- that I've I don't know if you've, if I even want to use the word learned, but I I've been listening a lot to you can say whatever you want, but I've been listening to a lot about uh, sorry, listening to a lot of Russell Brand's podcast. I don't know. What. And Russell Brand, he's he's a, he's a fucking he's a cool dude now, man. He's he's got his podcast is awesome, and he has a lot of great guests, and he really gets into stuff. And lately, he had Bill Burr on, and Bill Burr was like crying. Really? Yeah, it's awesome. He's got he's got a great podcast. But anyway, he had like, that, hell. That doesn't sound like you know? fun to me at all. Bill no, Burr man, crying. It's, it's it's and Russell Brand. It's a great episode. <laughs> Whining in okay. British. Sorry. He's not a. You have, just listen to it right. before you. I get it. I totally get I'll, it. But, I'll listen to it. Yeah, he's he's great. But anyway, he had David Lynch on, and 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 Russell Brand's obviously most people know at this point. He's very into like meditation and yeah, stuff. Yeah. And and David Lynch, if people don't know, he's got the David Lynch Foundation yeah. where they like teach transcendental med- med- yeah. uh, meditation oh, to, yeah, to people who can't, uh, you know, whatever. So when you listen to David Lynch talk about his style and his, and his, the way he does what he does, a lot of it comes from his meditation practices. And you, Mm -hmm. you and I, Shu have talked about meditation before. Right. And so when I watch before I knew that about Lynch and I would watch some of his stuff, I was the same thing. I'm like trying to figure it out and and trying to put the pieces, quote unquote pieces Mm -hmm. together, quote unquote. And now that I know he's so into this like deep, transcendental meditation uh transcendent sort of state of art and being and everything Mm -hmm. it makes so much more sense to me where i've gotten to states or i guess you can't even say god because if you're really into it you know that it's all it's right now there's nowhere it's only this yeah there's only this right Right. there is nowhere to get or to there's nothing to achieve it's already it's right here here. whatever it it's be however yeah right 
But when you think about it in, in, in terms of really deep meditative states, it is almost psychedelic. It is almost unexplainable. It where time sort of slips, things don't make quote unquote again are talk- sense. Are you talking about Human Highway? Or are you yes, talking about the pod- I'm talking Russell about Friends Lynch. Podcast? I'm talking about Lynch and his style. Okay, but also in terms of Human Highway, how the two relate, right? And how we talked about Eraserhead, but then it seems like he took that thing where he's very into meditation and, and doing this weird surreal. Now it's an adjective Lynchian. Yes. And, but I sort of see, I correlate like that guy does in the article with, with after this movie, mm-hmm. Lynch moves into that right. direction even more. Like yeah. you were saying, the 50s thing. Yep. He starts oh, yeah. using all those actors and actresses. Oh, yeah. And it seems that this movie had a real, uh, that article's like, oh, fuck. Yeah, I think he's right. No, I, I, I totally see where Lynch could have seen this movie. Yeah. And incorporated that retro 80s and then tim burton too 100 percent. oh absolutely well when he released it like he spent four years working on it then he released it to select theaters and then that was it it didn't go on vhs nothing till like the mid 90s yeah mid 90s yeah so my favorite thing about this movie is i don't i feel a hundred different ways about it Oh, yeah. There are parts that are fucking bizarre. There are parts that are hilarious, intentionally hilarious. Right. And then unintentionally hilarious. Right. There, There's so much weird hidden meanings throughout the whole thing. It's actually mm-hmm. smart, too. It's b- kind of brilliant. Yeah. And there's a lot of, there's a lot of like, hidden just Neil Young references in it. Oh, yeah. Also, you know. Yeah. So if you're oh, a fan, yeah. you'll spot you, you things spot and You guys things. are spotting those shit. Yeah. That shit, too. Yeah. yeah. Um, but I think that's what, you know, I mean, that's, you could say that about this film, but you could also say that about a lot of Neil's music too, right. yeah. yeah, which still makes it a very Neil Young it's, production. It's so you know? wild because on the surface you see Neil, you hear Neil, whatever, and most people have whatever they might think of mm-hmm. as Neil. Right. And I promise whatever I have in my head of as Neil and what you have, what you have, Shu, what mm-hmm. our listeners have, none of those things are the same. No. And I know that's He's for any human, right? I know that's for anyone. Yeah. But at the same time, I feel like we could all be like, I don't know, who am I going <laughs> to? Drew Barrymore. And most of us have probably a closer thing in our minds, maybe. I don't know. Maybe that was a bad example. I don't know what you're talking about. Why got, did you bring I've, up Drew Barrymore? I've got a thing in my mind I just mind mean when you, when you have a, a box in your head. The fire starter herself? <laughs> See, I'm, yes. thinking, I'm thinking like... You know the uh, what Santa Clarita diet. Oh, I've you ever never watched seen that. that? No, that's, that's actually fantastic. pretty fun. It's that's pretty, really funny. It's fun, entertaining. Yeah. yeah, I go wedding singer if I'm going. To oh yeah, yeah. you wedding go wedding singer. singer usually, you just yeah. inspired me to get a DJ. <laughs> that's my favorite scene. Can a DJ give you this? <laughs> I love that. John Lovitz makes that. Yeah, but she's so cute in. Oh, she's the wedding adorable, singer. Yeah. You know what I mean? Mm-hmm. I just want to give her a smooch right. with some church tongue. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Human highway. You want to tell it to relax. <laughs> Speaking of 80s, there we go. Yeah, right? But uh, anyway, I don't know. Where, you, you know what I'm saying? Or Neil just, you think one thing of him, and then right. you see this movie, and you're like, it expa- so, I, the way I felt about this movie was, I loved Neil, and I didn't know if it could get any weirder, my my love and affection and right, my appreciation right. for Neil. And this 
brought it to another level oh, that, I was, was that, it, that I did not think would exist. Was it? Be, was it his like the the character he it's played? A, it's a, like that, he just kind of like kind of put himself. He's out funny there with in this, this yeah, movie. Right. He's really he's a, funny. He's actually yeah. acting kind of. Well, can I just say, you know who I think stole that character? I don't know who you're going to say, but I got someone else. But go ahead. Stephen say, King. Stephen King is in Creep Show, yes, right? Creep Show, yeah, right? We, we talked so about he's that. He's almost the same yes. guy. So John, almost John, the same guy. John, yeah. when I was watching what the first the time, years? John D came over. Um, he's friends with Nails Lofgren. Oh yeah, <laughs> you know, friend and, of Nails. Friend friend of of I hear he's friends with the two dudes. He's too. also friends with the two dudes. <laughs> yeah. But he came over like right towards the beginning, and then it was one of the first things he said. Like 15 minutes into it, he said he reminds me exactly of Stephen King from the Plant episode of Creep Show. Yeah, and it's. Yeah, it's, it's kind it's, of spot it's on. It's very yeah. What and year Stephen was King's that a big episode? Neil Young fan, right? I think. Did yeah. you guys oh, yeah, mention yeah, yeah. that before? Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yes. Yeah. Oh yeah. So, I wanted to ask you, Mike. Some can you give me? Is it possible for you to sum up the plot of this movie in two sentences? Two sentences. Two, you have two sentences to say what the plot of this movie is. The effects of the nuclear energy industry on small town America at the end of at at the end times, I guess. Okay. I don't know. What about you? you? Want me to try? That's that's still one sentence. Just like the plot of um, the movie, like one sentence, yeah, yeah. two sentences. It's the last day on Earth, but. This small nuclear town doesn't know it. Yeah. All right. I like that. Yeah. Linear Valley. Linear yeah. Valley. Why yeah. Linear Valley? I don't know. Did you did you find anything on that? I no. didn't, but I to me it's time. Linear. Again, yeah, there's that time thing. You think we yeah. we've talked about this in previous episodes, how Neil Young's relationship with time. Yeah. And how he's always sort of breaking that down. Mm-hmm. And, and, and that it's always going forward. And also the illusion of that, the linearness of it, right? That mm. we perceive it to be that way, but really it could be the last day. And we don't know it, right? Because right. we're the, so stuck in our linear valley, and the right. whole we're movie, so stuck in our linear understanding of time. When really, we don't know. This is the last fucking right. moment. There's, well, there's forces bigger. Yeah. Or the greater. whole movie is it's the it's the day before the world ends. But it's you don't. That's, of, that I has think. nothing to really do with like all the yeah. minor subplots of it. Right. Everyone's concerned about the big talent show at the rec room at the nuclear power plant, yeah. and right. Are the nukes going to do it again? And is what's her name going to get naked when she sings? Right. Oh yeah, you know. And, and then uh, Otto Junior wants to turn the business around. He's going to take. Yeah. You he's know, gonna he's going to burn it he, down to get the insurance money. Yeah, but whatever. first yeah. he's he made all those you know cost cutting measures. He fired what's her name, and then he's yeah. only going to yeah. give you two, so sausages two sausages instead of six. <laughs> instead of six. <laughs> so, but the movie starts with a. I guess I'll just describe it the way Neil does: an Indian casino in space. Yes, oil it's rich like, Indians, and in it's space. like it's, a tomahawk. No, it's a totem pole. A tomahawk totem pole, but right. it looks like a train at the same time. Yeah, like right. a space like a train. train. It's just orbiting the right. Earth. Yeah, and you hear like a radio Did broadcast else first from think Linear that Valley. Was his logo, like I thought that was. Like, I, I thought it was how Amblin Entertainment has like, oh right, uh, you know Elliot with ET right. going across the moon or whatever. That's what I thought that was at yeah. first. I thought that was like Bernard Shaky 
well, like I Neil, a Neil Young film because it said it right after right. that. Was, uh, I, I didn't know what it was until they said what it was. I knew right. it was. A, it looked like a totem pole. I didn't either. I w- in yeah. space and was until orbiting the Earth. It. Yeah. And to me, you know, and then when they said it, what, what it was, I was like, okay, yeah. I get it. That that even the Native Americans who were more in touch with the land than and anybody else. Knew to get the hell off the planet. Yeah. So, you it's, know, it's, yeah, that's, and they're that's kind what of, I mean. It's, and like yeah. now they're, they're kind of like, they're kind of outside yeah. of society. There's like a lot of now, smart you know? stuff in this film where you, yeah. you wouldn't think that on the surface. Again, like Neil. I don't know if that's what he meant. That's what I got from it. I, yeah. uh, but again, that's I like that how Neil was that, right? right. But it yeah. starts with that in a kind of a radio broadcast letting you know that talking about different things that are happening happening in Linear Valley. And then it goes to. Which to me was very American graffiti esque. Yeah. yeah, that's true. Yeah. That, the, that, that the radio, radio carried, guy, yeah, carried a narrative that kind yeah. of went along. The radio with, yeah, and Boogie Boy yeah. both kind of... Well, the radio yeah. carried the narrative while Boogie Boy kind of gave you that, like, what is yeah. it that I read something that said like the Greek chorus? Right. Yeah. He kind of yeah. They so he would he would kind of fill in the blanks. Yeah. yeah. He's like if the, you could even understand, he's like the Ides of March were, guy, though. right? Yeah. Right. Yeah. 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 The sooth. What do they but say? The the sooth. He's like an oracle. Yeah. An oracle, yeah. 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 So then, but then it zooms into like different things happening in Linear Valley. The first thing is at the nuclear plant with Devo playing the plant workers, and they sing. Yeah. It takes a word, man. Did you get that? Clip I couldn't, find, no, it. couldn't only, find it. The only the only thing I could find was this version. I'm gonna pee then. It's Tom Jones. Oh yeah, Tom Jones. I don't even know if this is the same song. Yeah, right? It is. Yeah. Dude, I love Tom Jones' voice. Oh, same. And I love Tom Jones' cough. It's so strong. Yeah, you're not going to isolate that. No, you won't. Yeah. I'm fucking the shit out of birds, but you're never going to isolate you love Tom Jones' cough. So, but this is, I think this is an old blues song. Yeah, it's, it's an old, like, I think Etta James did it, and a lot of people have done it. This is Mel Tillis? Yeah. Uh, m- m- yeah. Mel Tillis? Yeah. <laughs> wow. Mel yeah. Tillis has a nice voice. Yeah. This is a yeah. great version, too, right? This is good. But so, so none of these versions are the version that you hear in the film Human Highway. Because I don't think they ever released that. As like, did they ever release a soundtrack? I couldn't find it. No, anywhere. Although you know, you do hear. Did you hear the kind of uh, like the digital computer version of Mister Soul? Yes. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. That ended up on Trance. Really? Yeah. Oh, that's pretty. Sweet. That was like the lead-off single to Trance, and I remember hearing that, you know, and going, "Wow, this sounds kind of cool." Yeah. Like when it first came out. Um, and it's it's still kind of cool, but that that whole sound this of like the the music in this movie. Kind of ended up on trance. Are you talking about Worried Man still? Yeah. 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 Well, I played a Tom Jones version and... Mel Tillis. A Mel Tillis version. <laughs> but there, the Devo version, I just assumed was a Devo song. I didn't know it was an old... Yeah, it's like an, an old... And I, and oh, then, I, I knew the song. When I heard, when I heard it in the movie, I, I knew the song. Because there's a radio station I used to listen to out of Boston called WUMB. Still, U- it's still going. Yeah, it's still a great station. They're awesome. What's up to my man Albert O? What yeah, up, Albert O? o. Yeah, he was, he was great. the best man. I used to love. I love that Perry Persoff. I liked a lot. Yeah, and uh, I actually knew one of the guys, Patrick Coleman, is a musician. But anyway, they they always Del play. Paxton. They always play. They it's always Del play. Paxton. Take this man to the blue spot. 
but they always play a lot of really great music, a lot of folk yeah. music. Yeah, very folk oriented. And uh, I had heard this song, and I don't remember if it was who it was, but it was one of those. It's a lot folk of people have done people. it. Yeah, yeah. It's been done for sure. And when I heard this on the movie, I was like. Oh yeah, and, but I was, and it kind of works out with what they're doing, yeah. and what's going on in the world, <laughs> yeah. and you know that again. You got to remember the '80s; the Cold War was at its height, right? In the '80s, so yeah. everybody was constantly worried about Russia. Yeah, yeah, that was the big thing, and yeah. that it, nuclear war. And I think you know the government used that, you know, as the fear. And the, but when the wall came down, they had to find something else. So we went to the Middle East. Yeah. We found terrorism. We said, "Hey, let's so, let's make them that thing." Right. Everybody yeah. has There's to fear, also you, know? you kind of take Dean uh, Stockwell's um, character in this film, and he's always he's kind of worry. He's a worry guy too. You know what I mean? There's sort right. Of that. He's worried about the business. Yeah, His yeah. dad gave away yeah. too much. I th- books were a mess. I think I found a version on YouTube. I'm going to try okay. this. Yeah, try right. it out. See, see, we got ads Fuck probably. Fuck there's an ad. ad. Yeah. Skip the ad, Luke. Is it from nails? Well, let me skip, skip the ad. Is skip the a, fucking ad. Can't skip it. Is it a nails ad? Well, let me skip it. <laughs> Oh, daughter, what is dearest. this? What the this fuck is this? Daddy's little angel buns today. Oh, this is creepy. Oh, kissy. Poo. I don't know what this is. I don't know. What it is. It's weird. We've got the Devo videos. Those guys. The Devo videos. They're the worst. I've seen enough of them to ruin my lunch appetite. I don't know what this is, but I love that dude. He's got a Native American necklace on. For big entertainment. Look at that hair, that chest. Is this a Neil? Is this a shaky production? No, I don't think. Hold on. Doesn't say. Thumbs down, lamb pit. You want sex? Lamb pit. I got it. It's a Devo Worried Man official video. Numero uno, the lead singer from my mega metal group, the Evil Clowns. Foreshadowing for ICP. <laughs> that looked El like David Bonito. Lee Roth. This reminds Say, me of Pickle Surprise. Aren't you <laughs> oh supposed my to God, be at your weekly Have you seen that, Chew? No. no we, well, yes. We can't but, even talk about uh, it. I've got a little problem. Down there, I'm going to need that money. What? Again? <sighs> okay. But first... Wouldn't you like to see some of this Devo stuff? Yeah, goody. Putting in a VHS tape. Yeah, they're actually going to yeah. show this. Yeah, this is it. it. Oh, yeah. yeah, They're showing it for now. They're showing the from the scene from Human All right, so we'll have a clip from Human Highway. I love this because Devo just makes it so very Devo. Yeah, and, and not just the Mark song. Mark Mothersbo does the score. Yeah, yeah. Not all. Not all of it. I'm pretty sure, yeah. No, there was him and Neil do really? all of it. I, think so. I thought yeah, there I was saw. some other guy that, that did the score music. For I him. saw that him and Neil, but mostly Mark, was what did the score. And Devo. See, this is so Devo. Devo walks out in glowing, glowing red like day. jumpsuits. Yeah. We better hurry up and load this stuff if we want to get any bread. That first scene with that Save guy reminded me of. Um, hey, I don't believe we're dumping out Linear um, Valley again. That place is already a goddamn nuclear garden. You know, Devo, Devo um, wanted to design their own costumes. And so they went to Neil Young, and Neil Young said, okay, do whatever you got to do, just get receipts. And they spent $136 at Kmart on those outfits. Uh, we're back to this fucking guy. That first guy reminded me of Harold Ramis. All right, so it's almost the same, but they have instruments in this music video. But this is the song. 
Yeah, what's up? They have this is like a video video. Yeah. This is from the movie, is it? No. Well, parts of it are. It's he does this in the video. Yeah. So is that Mark Mothersbaugh right there singing? Yeah. yeah. But he's also Boogie Boy. Yeah. Yeah. They have these helmets with these air hoses going right into their noses. Yep, it's all Kmart. Wow. <laughs> 136 bucks. I'm sure Neil was psyched. He spent three million of his own money on this movie. Was it that much? Yeah, three million dollars. Jesus, I didn't see that. And then, you know, he had to deal with what was going on on the set. But the one of the, I think it was the cinematographer, one of the people on the crew was like, "Look, this is a movie that's being done by." A rock star. Yeah. All right. And it's not about the actual movie. It's about the trip. Yeah. I think that was, I'm paraphrasing here. And he said that, you know what? It was just a big party. They got together twice in four years to film this stuff. And he, and he said it was just a huge party. And Mark Mothersbaugh from Devo was like, yeah, we were like strangers. They were strangers in a, in a strange land because it was all these Hollywood people and like, rock star oh, people I and hangers that. on I and, saw that. and yeah. they were just like they couldn't believe the amount of drinking and drugs they were doing and that they they were actually getting anything done yeah and people were ripping on devo the whole time so devo started turning around and calling neil young grandpa granola yep and uh and they were calling dennis hopper that old guy actor well did you see you know, that so was, i saw that same thing and it said that it was devo's like first taste of hollywood yeah it was which their is first what thing. you were saying and that they felt removed and seeing, like you said, all the drugs and the excessive alcohol, etc. But then they said that Neil was the central, most grounded person. Yeah, yeah, through all that, in all that shit. Yeah, yeah. because he was focused. Think, he yeah. knew, ex- you know, he he, like you said, Russ. He yeah, he like just designed everything, and yeah. he had it all built to his very particular. That's one thing I will say about this movie is that what Neil was going for, he w- was well achieved. Because when I looked into it and I found out that he was going for a certain aesthetic, yeah. for this comic book esque, yeah. uh, so comic book comedy. Yeah. A- uh, uh, but when I saw it, he wanted it to be comic book esque, right? I was a part of me was a little bit like, not I don't know, disappointed because I was like, I kind of just wanted this to be a mess, a little but bit, a, yeah, but right, a, but yeah. a beautiful mess, right. Kind of like Journey Through the Past. Yeah, it was just yeah. like this thrown together yeah, kind of thing which that ended only up being, he understood. Yes, and, which was so Neil, right? Right, so just bizarre. But then I was like, then I, when I found out that it, it, it's actually purposeful, I was, even though I was disappointed, even though I was disappointed, after learning that and looking back at what I just watched, a lot of these things started clicking together and I was like, this is actually fucking smart. And, yeah, and, like, and funny. Funny and good and definitely comic book-esque. Yeah. And and do, do you know what I mean with yeah, that? Yeah, the characters are all super exaggerated. Yeah. You yeah. Know? And his character is... Lionel Switch. Lionel Switch. Uh, well, yeah, uh, hello. So then, yeah, there he, you go he, with the Lionel, right? the he train. Just, he yeah. just, like, yeah. talk about promoting his new company. His new company. <laughs> right? He, you know, he takes over Lionel, Lionel Trains. Switch. I'm going to be Lionel Switch, you know, just to give him a little bump. I, I, I also love feel like some of those shots were 100% his actual fucking train set. Oh, I bet they were. Oh, and yeah. the wood, all the wooden Indians? Yeah, all that oh, shit absolutely. was there. And that, that, that bus, I think, was his bus. That was his bus. And yeah. I think it still is his bus. Yeah, yep. In the dream sequence... 
<laughs> that well, uh, do we'll you want to get to that? So okay, let's because that to me, we'll try to go. You know what? Let's just let's just kind of do. I mean, it's not an album, so we. I really wanted to. This has been on my mind. I wanted to ask you guys, what is the significance of birds in this? Because I feel like birds come up a lot. Oh, yeah. There's that, like, black crow. There's the crow. I just thought of the titty bird. (laughs) (laughs) I thought of Danger Bird. Well, there's Danger Bird. He has a song called Birds. There's the black crow is the thing that knocks the first... uh, Did it it also not remind you of Stephen King? Like, um, the Stan, Dark Tower stuff? But remember... Uh, Boogie Boys, they're all driving the nuclear waste to dump in a yeah, in the and river. The bird lands and the on bird it. lands yeah. on it, and he just keeps talking. Oh, look, a bird. And then, look, a bike. A woman on a bike, which made me think of... Uh, Wizard of Oz. No, maybe? Harvest Moon. What's the first song? Oh, yeah. Uh, Unknown, Unknown Legend. Unknown Legend. Yeah. Well, I always, well uh, you know, that's Peggy. Is that Peggy on the She's bike? She's yeah. in the movie. Yeah. That's yeah. Peggy. Her, her yeah, that's her. Motorcycle. Yeah. That's yeah. fucking cool. I yeah. did not know that. And she's very cool in it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, at, you know, seeing her then, I was like, yeah, Peggy so she's, fucking rock. She's in that scene, and then she's in the one of the very last the scenes last before scene, yeah. the world yes. explodes. Yeah. I have a whole theory on that scene. Okay. So, but that's... Well, like, so anyway, so back to the bird. So there's that bird. The place is called Bird Gas. Oh right, There's, and it's bird gas. It's great. It has to be good. It's made by birds. Yeah, and it's spelled, what the fuck does that mean? <laughs> yeah, and it's spelled B Y R D. Right. Is this some kind of? Was that the name of like? Was that Otto's last name? Was that the name of the family? Maybe, but is this some kind of a something to the birds where Crosby came from or anything like that? I know they were. Yeah. Am I reading way too much into that? I don't know. That? I never even thought of that because the way it's spelled. Yeah, I didn't but make yeah, that that's connection interesting. either. But, but uh, yeah. birds come up a lot in this movie. Yeah. Also, you guys caught the uh, water face, I'm sure. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. yeah absolutely. But I don't know. Does that mean anything to you guys? Huh, the, the that's whole interesting. Bird thing? I'm trying to figure out because, yeah, he, he does have this thing with birds. I think it's just symbolism. I think, yeah, there might be that aspect to it. But Birds, you know, they have something that humans really want. And that's the ability to fly. Yeah. Yep. You know, to just take off. Well, danger bird. Yeah, right? Yeah. But yeah. also the ability to sense. Like, you know, when you, you ever see like a huge flock of birds and they all kind of move like synchronically? I don't know if mm-hmm. that's even the right word. But like, and it's almost like they're sensing something. Right. When there's like something that's going to happen, like a volcano yeah, yeah. or yeah. earthquake, the, the animals sense it way before humans and do. And, they, and birds and, get quiet. Right. And they move out of the yeah, area. Yeah. And there's yeah. also this sort of um, metaphysical thing too where it, birds f- f- flock together right there's that yeah. classic saying well only birds of a feather flock I am together. aware but my point is they have this sort of natural thing where as far as we've figured out in our human understanding we don't know how they communicate and say there's no way that they, they don't as far as we know they don't one a, a group of birds doesn't get talk in the trees and say hey you're gonna be the guy at the top of the v today and then like he leads the v or she or whatever and now all of a sudden there's this perfect you know Mm that they they're flying in this pattern there's also the the weird (laughs) i think most of it is a joke but there's that conspiracy that birds aren't real (laughs) have you heard this what it's that birds aren't real they're drones created by the government (laughs) All birds? All birds. All like six billion species of birds. Yes, Mike. All birds. Okay. I'm just saying it's a conspiracy that's out there. Look it up. And so maybe... Oh, my God. 
Maybe. I love a good conspiracy theory, but that. So what about the fucking, movie Bird? Maybe some the birds. Mo- the movie Birds. I don't know. Back in Alfred Hitchcock days, did they oh, have the birds? Drones? The, the drones were going out of control. Yeah, they lost control you. of the the drones. Yeah. Did they have drones back wow. then? Hey, listen, if you believe that bird conspiracy, uh, stop listening to this podcast right now and drive your car into a river. Go right, take a milk you. bath. Yeah. And <laughs> you know what? Sounds like something someone who knows a little bit about the bird drones would say mike i'm not trying to point fingers at you all right let's get back to the movie shut up luke (laughs) (laughs) yeah let's stop talking about this crazy thing and start talking i mean that's that's insane human highway is like Um, a piece of art okay so what's the significance of the radioactive fly that flies around dennis hopper's character yeah well that's the ever-present to me that's like the ever-present reminder that everything could end at any moment because we're toying like nuclear powers as us toying with nature. So, so to me, that's like, that's the constant reminder that, you know, this could, this could all go wrong at any minute. I also feel like the, Oh man, I, we could spend so much time on each character, but especially Dennis Hopper's character. See, and oh, even Jesus. how it bleeds into reality. Because what about him? Because I don't his. The one well, his I, name I is Cracker, with. and yeah. the, what I wrote was there's a lot of sort of they touch on racist stuff in this too. There's the guy's name is Cracker, and he like loves his country, and he loves he like congratulates the Nuke Boys for like what they do for the country. Oh yeah, yeah, and. So this is like Neil making fun of rednecks. There, yeah, I think there's a part of that to it, yeah. and, and he's the most out of all these wild fucking characters. He's the one that's the most dangerous. It seems mm. he's got this sort of loose cannon. Yeah, he he like turns like when that earthquake happens, right? He becomes like super like out of control and violent. Yes, that's what I mean, right. and it's weird too because it. It, in this synchronistic sort of way, it bleeds into reality because Dennis Hopper was so fucked up on drugs. Right. He was, he was the most what, high. Did on you the see set. this? He was doing uh, real knife tricks. Yes. Yeah. And he severed Sally Kirkland's tendon. Well, she tr- she was she, afraid that he was going to hurt himself, so she tried to grab the knife and he and, and he like accidentally yeah. and severed. She, she and then surgery. She, she later sued him. Yeah. And and like kind of won because she was saying that he was abusing drugs, which he absolutely oh totally was. was he was and high I, as it's a just weird kite. to me that that character is this most loose cannon. And and I don't know. To me, it it that scene it was specific where he head. was where he was congratulating the nuke guys mm-hmm. for what they do and and that they were kind of bringing about the end of the world in a way and the, and he was this cracker the white you know this loose cannon redneck wild fucking kind of guy mm-hmm. and i don't yeah. know to me that was that was he's intentional all, Dennis right. hopper's a great fucking actor oh he's yeah even I mean, when he's high yeah. When is he not? Right. Well, he is, he did sober up. Later is he on. die? Did he did he die? Yeah, he passed That's away. That's right. He had cancer. Top three Dennis Hopper performances. Apocalypse I mean, Now. I go. Uh shit! What's the name of the? Oh my god! Apocalypse oh, Now. True Romance. Dennis Hopper and True Romance. Yeah. He was the guy who went on that. Oh, race. he was the fucking guy that Christopher Walken killed. He yeah. was his dad. Yep. Yeah, that was good. Talking about Sicilians, yeah, that whole thing. You're an eggplant. Yeah, yeah, that was such a great scene. Incredible. That, I mean, just between them, yeah. that's chemistry. Oh God, yeah. right there. 
That, that's fucking beautiful that shit right Apocalypse there, Apocalypse Now, and I'll say it, Speed was a fucking great movie. I don't give yeah, a shit. Yeah, but I don't see how you can't put Easy Rider up there. Well, uh, um, you know, as far as acting, yeah, I, I mean, that's a great movie, but I wouldn't plus, say it's his best plus acting Plus, we're talking role. about Lynch, Blue Velvet. Yeah, I, I, Frank I, I, and Blue Velvet. But you know like what? Did you, did you guys ever see... Yeah, but his uh, acting? Yeah. Did you guys ever see River's Edge? No. Don't, I don't think I've so. never even heard of it, I don't think. He plays this like old biker, and I always thought it was a continuation of Easy like Rider. what happened to the guy from Easy Rider, and uh, like he did ended up not getting. Wait, killed. wait, wait a minute! I'm on his IMDb. Sorry to interrupt. He is in a movie from 1992 called Nails. Oh my God! Harry, gotta, he plays a character, Harry Nails Niles. Please don't. Gotta, please don't give him any gotta, more um, things to to talk about. We gotta ask please. Nails if he knows that movie. We're not asking Nails any questions. <laughs> Oops, I blew it up. Yeah. But River's Edge, he's great. He plays this biker called Feck, and I always thought it was like the guy from Easy Rider and what he was doing then. And he huh. has, he has, and he has a wooden leg because he got into an accident. And one a great scene. He's describing his accident. He goes, and then. I'm laying there in the middle of the highway and my bike is in pieces and I was drinking a beer while I was riding and I saw my leg and then I look over and I saw this beer can and all I could think of was, I wonder if there's any beer left in that can. <laughs> it's just that his delivery was so good in that. You guys should see. And that has I'll like Crispin, that has Crispin Keanu Reeves, Crispin Glover's in it. Oh, wow. It's, Does it's Crispin a, Glover ask him to take his damn hands off her no. at one point? Get your damn hands <laughs> off her. Crispin Glover's awesome in that, too. But I yeah. didn't know Dennis Hopper was in Hang Em High. Was he? The original Hang Em High? He was in Cool Hand Luke, too. Yes, he was, he was yeah, I think super I young. He's there, been in yeah. so much yeah. shit, dude. My favorite thing about Crispin Glover is after Back to the Future, he just demanded so much more money for Back to the Future 2. And, and like, he should have. <laughs> yeah, but Absolutely. Then, but then they're like, eh, we don't need you. See, that sucks. Cause he's yeah, all, but they didn't use You never even watched Back to the Future 2. So Why? I watched Back to the Future 1. That's enough. Jacket, weigh in. He can't He's do done. It. He hasn't done it once today. He's, He's got to sing. I did it once. It you just didn't He's got to sing this week. It's going to ruin his voice. That's true. <laughs> Town meeting playing in Maine. Uh, I mean, there's I'll a give, restaurant I'll in Maine. Give, I'll give them jacket when when it's right. Oh, okay. Jeez, wow. All right, now wow. the jacket's demanding All right. more money. I'm an artist. <laughs> All right, Frankie Fontaine. <laughs> How about that character, huh? Played by Neil himself. Yeah. And guess and Obviously, the song when uh, it's when you when he, he rolls was, the window down. She was talking about that. Yeah. Missed that version yeah, of Mr. Soul. Yeah, Mr. Soul. Yeah. yeah. That ended up on trans. That's got to be also that has to be he chose that for a reason. You know what I mean? Right, cuz it's Elvis. You know, that's about yeah. it's about like, you know, being in a being in the music business and dealing with the public and stuff like that. Yeah, but I mean the the fact that he chose that song is is so and then he's playing himself this fictionalized Right. Yeah, Elvis S. It's definitely supposed to be Elvis because yeah. that was a big inspiration oh, yeah. to him, but yeah. his death was also a big inspiration for a lot of what he was doing around the time with Rust Never Sleeps. Yep, the King is know, gone. Yeah, he's all that stuff. But I think that was he as that's a great character because he's in there and what's he doing? He's got a torch. Is he smoking like crack? So weird. I think he's definitely smoking or crack. Or meth or something yeah. like that. It's, the torch makes it not just a cigarette or a cigar. Right. Yeah. It's like ominous. Um so <laughs> by the way, if you're still listening to this and you haven't seen Human Highway, Fucking find a way to watch yeah. it. It's, like it's really it's, we're gonna. We'll it's s- funny. It's it. I think it's a fun movie. It's funny. It's, yeah, it's yeah. A, it's a hundred percent entertaining. It's yeah. o- it's like you will odd be in entertained, a good way. Yeah. and it goes along with Neil at this time where he was a you know 
when he met Devo and he liked the energy of punk rock. He and loved he, Devo. Right. And you it's like the, the irreverence of punk comes out in this movie because all through this movie, he is, you know, he always laments the hippie dream. But I feel like in this movie, he's shitting all over the hippie dream because that's what the punk rock mm-hmm. scene was doing yeah. at that time. You know, you never trust a hippie. You know, don't be a fucking hippie. And, and so I think he was kind of not only trying to put another nail in the coffin of the hippie dream, but he was trying to say, okay, I'm, I'm over this now. Well, in, in what, what I think a lot of people consider the climax of the movie, that dream he has where he's playing with Devo and you've got Boogie Boy in the crib just mm-hmm. slamming on the keyboard, he's wearing a Never Mind the Bullock shirt. Right, yeah. So I think that kind of solidifies that whole. And between so, that... Sorry, go ahead. No, I... I I'm just backing up what both of you were saying. I, I after so the, we're hopping around all over the yeah quote unquote plot here. But after <laughs> Lionel, which is Neil's character, gets the bump on the head when he's under right. the limousine. Yeah, I want to talk and he about goes, this. Lionel we will. We'll, we'll go in, We'll go into switchy. it more. But the, uh, what I want what Hello? I wanted to say because it, is it, it me you're looking for? <laughs> because it talks to exactly what you were just saying, Shu. I think you and I were right when we talked about both of our inter- uh, interpretations um, of Going Back. That's yeah, right? the song. Yeah, that's what plays. I wanted to bring up. So it ties in perfectly. I said, oh, I think this is just about him dreaming. And you and talked is, about, but it and is, then yeah. you talked about the hippie dream thing, right? And the hippies and, and that song, right. which is what plays, and we'll, maybe we'll get more into that scene. But let's, let's, let's get into it right yeah, now. So in the, in the plot... Neil's character... He's fixing Frankie Fontaine's limo. Yeah, and he, Frankie Fontaine is a version of himself. And da, 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 da. Yeah, he's supposed to be But Elvis, he's like but, his hero. Right. And he wants to impress him and whatever. So he, he also wants to keep him around. So he tells him, oh, I got to work on your car. He goes under the car to work on it. He's doing like an oil change. And the wrench like comically yeah. drops on his head. And oil starts spilling all of him. And he goes into this dream this sort of it's like a whole sequence, a whole sequence, yeah. this he, dream like, he, like lin- again, Lynchian sort of. Right. And he like w- he wins the talent contest or something or he's like, or is that what he's happens? a star yeah. to me. It's yeah, right he becomes, away. He's he a becomes star. a star. Yeah. And, so, and then that's but he when, is Neil Young. He well, that's the footage they filmed right. at the boarding house for the acoustic parts of Russ Never Sleeps. Hmm. So what they were filming Russ Never Sleeps and they were filming the acoustic uh, performances at the boarding house and they were planning to use a lot of that stuff in Human Highway. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Anyway, well, because so. they have his band is the Wooden Indians. Right. That's what I mean. Yeah. This movie's really smart because a lot of the stuff that if you have a certain psychedelic trips or even dreams, a lot of the things in your day, you don't realize it, but subconsciously they're all so, there. Like right now, I'm looking around at pictures in the room, but I'm maybe not spotting things that my brain is subconsciously spotting, unconsciously. And then like if the I like the rhino dr- with the wings, or I, like the fact that David Briggs shoe snuck his way back in here. Yeah, exactly. All that right stuff. Now. If if I go to sleep tonight, I might end up having a weird dream about a baby doll, and I don't know what the fuck it's about or where it's coming from, but. Now I can look back and be like, oh, that's what that is. Right. And so I think it's really smart that in this dream sequence thing that the that Neil's character has, all of a sudden his band is those wooden Indians, which mm-hmm. he sort of has this relationship with that wooden Indian right. thing throughout right. the whole movie. Right. And yeah, then there's all these it. other little things that bleed in into that sequence. But what I my whole point with this thing that I'm ranting about right now was that 
when you and I talked about in the last episode, or was it the last episode? No, it was Comes a Time. Uh, comes a Time, sorry. Yeah. Where we talked about going back. Yeah, and which then, is the song they which use Which is the, the song movie. they yeah. use for this dream sequence. Right. And I don't know about you guys, when I heard it kick in, I was like, yeah. It yeah, was like it, a you know refreshing. What? It, it was. was yeah. It was like almost like a palate cleanser. I don't yeah, know if that's it. But it really it's like was. you're dealing with this harsh kind of reality 80s stuff and and like uh, you know, the the Devo music and everything, yeah. and it's it's very like edgy. And then you get into that sweet FM soft rock sound and that it's Tim so drum and bass, yeah. and you're just like, oh, this is actually really it's nice. So now. pleasant, yeah. yeah it makes it, you appreciate that song so right. much yeah, more. Yeah, it's the contrast. But it's it, it yeah. was so weird to me. I sort of had this moment where I was sitting there watching it, where all of a sudden we're in a dream, which is what I said the song reminded me of, and then we're also dealing with hippies. Yeah, and I was like, yeah. "Oh, that's what Shu said." It reminded right. me. Right. So that's like, this and then world. I was like, "Oh, both Shu and I were right about yeah. our interpretations." Yeah. So yeah, he was. He was like, "This is the dream." Yeah. So it's like he's got this. Remember, we were saying like he's talking about there's this world, and yeah. they used to run free, and yeah, you know, that's what they were showing. Literally, the hippies were like on the bus, and then like he was like just a folk singer, got more famous. He was on the bus. They're out in the field. Next thing you know, they're communing with Native Americans. And like they're having a ceremony, and then he's burning those wooden Indians, right? Which is also symbolic, which is yeah, like too, the, right? the Native the Americans dragging him in, right? Like yeah. it's like this is not us. This right. is what the white man's vision of us is, and and he's like walking around. And he must around have used and he's, a real like well, community. One, yeah, well, he did. Yeah, he, he went into a. They were in Taos, New Mexico, and I believe they went into an Indian reservation there. Yeah, and he was a little disappointed because they went to meet the chief to ask him if they could do this for the film. And the chief had a picture of Richard Nixon up oh, in his house. And Russ Tamblin said he just started laughing because Neil was like super let down that this Native American chief was like a Nixon fan. That's when he wrote Campaigner. Probably. <laughs> yeah, right? <laughs> also, I are we just going to ignore it until it goes yeah, away? Mike is gonna, holding gonna hope the plastic baby. And not just this holding is it. little David He's Briggs. rocking it. He's with his thumb. He's <laughs> gently uh, rubbing this, his head. This, this, this baby is a child of this podcast. <laughs> It was born of this podcast. We named it after Neil's like greatest producer ever, David Briggs Shoe. I'm posting the and you video know what? I just took. And by you know the way. what? I posted a I posted a plea on Kofi to get little David Briggs clothes, and nobody, nobody stepped forward. Why do you hate children? You call yourself you call yourself youngsters, and you just don't give a fuck. Ko fi. You Can you turn yourself, the AC down? Did little David need Briggs a, is We cold. need to, Luke, you need to isolate that market. You call yourselves youngsters, but you don't give a fuck. <laughs> I need a clip so, of Shoe saying uh, Sorry, it's, he's but, our mascot. It's it, like he's our mascot now. No, he's yes, not. Yes, but, he is. Okay, let's get back to We have right, two yeah. movies to cover in right. one episode. I think we're only going to do this one. Yeah, on let's one. just do this one, and yeah. then yeah. we'll do another <laughs> the other one later well it'll yeah. be actually good to do Russ never sleeps the dvd with live rust because they yeah, they're fun. pretty much yeah because same. we can bounce back and forth to what we're hearing yeah. and what we're seeing yeah yeah um so when everything was going on a, f- a few years back with standing rock they weren't really letting people that weren't in the community or weren't like native american into that actual into the actual grounds right but neil was one of the only people that right. they allowed oh and neil like a- played songs a lot of celebrities wanted to go Right. And they weren't yeah. letting them in. But Neil was one of the only ones that was actually allowed in. Because he's at that point, he is he had been behind yeah. a lot of their causes for 
like three decades right yeah maybe more yeah and so point. i just oh, yeah. i wanted to point that out that i thought that was cool yeah. in this scene you have a little bit of that as well too but also there's uh wizard of oz similarities well, hold on. On, right, that, yeah. on that note you were talking about how they let neil in and they didn't let anyone else in can i read you a little bit from that article about this movie yeah so the guy who wrote this article met neil i think he was doing security for the i think it was the the guggenheim museum oh yeah yeah but uh, he's talking about how all these different artists came through and, like, some people were giving them some serious mm. shit. They made Jamie Lee Curtis cry. and uh, But then Neil shows Who up. Does that? He says, but then Neil came. Were they talking to her about her um, bowel movements <laughs> or her issues with. Active, yeah. You know something, yeah. Russ? That's a very common problem that millions of Americans <laughs> do with every day. You know. Irregular hey, bowel movements. Oh Why don't you feed hey, your little baby some hey, activia? Baby. Hey, hey, irritable bowel is nothing to sniff at. That's true. Okay, we're not, jo- we're not Josh Dolan. Dolan yeah, it's nothing to Josh Dolan at. <laughs> anyway, so he's talking about how all these different celebrities came through, and they were like all giving shit for different things. And then um, he writes, but then Neil Young came through wearing a ratty hat, a tan leather jacket, and an orange Harley Davidson T-shirt. And I'm telling you. He broke every posted rule the museum had to offer. (laughs) Every last one. He touched paintings and sculptures, planted his hands on the glass display cases, even took a couple of pictures. That's so Neil. He did things that would have gotten any... Fucking Neil, man. He did things that would have gotten any normal visitor soundly beaten, but we all just stood back and let him because, you know, he was Neil fucking young. That's right. (laughs) That's right. Which is another way of saying fucking fucking Neil, Neil, man. Hashtag you could have kicked him out. He'd be like, "Fine, whatever. <laughs> I'll go it's take a milk bath." Fuck, fuck yeah. you. I love he goes to a fucking art museum and just starts touching the paintings. Right? Yeah. Right. <laughs> so fucking Neil. Jesus Christ. Anyway, sorry. Back to all you right. So, so while we're in the the dream sequence, yeah. and he goes back and he's like walking around wearing his fringe, you know, Native American outfit, and he's playing the acoustic guitar, and they're having a big fire, and they're burning the Indians in the midst of all that. He's coming off stage over at the boarding house in San Francisco after an acoustic set. And one of the waitresses from the movie, there's three waitresses in the diner. And um, her name is Geraldine. I can't get her name. Geraldine something. Um, Here, Geraldine. Geraldine Barnes. Is that her name? Troy Barnes. But anyway, so he's coming off stage and she's she's playing a groupie. So he's basically like his Geraldine Barron. There it is, Geraldine Barron. So Shu can't read his own. Name. I know I can't. I, I, was, I was and I was. You this can is also what happens when I write when I'm sober. Baby down no, you, no, the, he's, he's cold. The, the AC is really high in here. Can we do something about geez. that? Um, and so she's basically a groupie. She starts licking his hand. Yes. Mm. It, I but was, when they introduce each I, other, she's like, a bit. "Hi, I'm Waterface." Yeah. I was totally caught off guard by that. Yeah, yeah. That was I was awesome. like, "Oh my god, he's using Waterface here." Yeah, but and then all of a sudden, it's naked Neil Young being yeah. doused in milk. Well, again, that's another wrenched in milk. Yeah. yeah, which we definitely need to spend some time on that. But How it's much, another though? one of those things where, yeah, not much, but <laughs> it, where it's kind of smart because that came up earlier in right. in, in Lionel's day. It yeah, did? so he yeah where Lionel he switched, watched right. the milkman come and the then talk man. about yeah. giving someone a milk bath. That's right, right. and so then he's that like, comes into play in the dream knocked out 
hallucinogenic experience. Right, because he had a crush on that waitress. Yes, so he thought so that all, that's something that waitress was into. Which, again, I think all to, of us experience those things where we have some weird things. dreams about milk baths? I don't know, Russ. I never we really have We have weird things that bath. happens in, in dreams, but we don't realize our <laughs> unconscious mind picked up on some weird thing we saw or heard that, during yeah. the day. And then all of a sudden we're getting... A, right. a lizard you know attached to our nose. Well, that was his something. fantasy for that woman. Yeah, it's like I could, I get a milk bath from her when I'm a rock star. I yeah. can have the girl right. of so my she, dreams. She's also you know? sucking the milk off of his body with a straw. Right, like that's yeah. another part of it. She's got like this weird. Did you see the weird little? sachets she had of just milk cartons. Well, this is yeah. what she said. She went out and she bought fifty-one gallon cartons of milk, and that's the milk they used. To, to bathe Neil with, but she she made that into like an outfit. She like took all those cartons, and and some of them had milk, and so like Neil was feeding off of her, you know, like feeding the. And he, you know what, that idea. I think he mentioned that the idea came from at a Devo show. So at that time, there were people that were so into Devo. There were women there that were taking off their tops. And wanting to breastfeed Boogie Boy <laughs> when he had the mask on. And I think that's where he got that idea, the milk bath thing idea. He may have gotten that Devo from Devo. Devo fucking rules. I know. Devo's fucking crazy. That's the coolest thing I've ever heard. Yeah, they're, they're, they're bizarre. But then, yeah, the sucking it off his body. the being, And so when he's bathing in it, do you see like he turns back into Lionel? He's got the glasses that's where he on, turns back into, yeah, yeah, and well, that goofy and look on his goes, face. He's not Mister Cool Waterface right. anymore. Well, and yeah. that's where it, to me, it plays back into that thing I was talking about with racism. Because the other thing that I think the milk has to do with was the the, the potentially today not so PC thing of the Arab sheik guy. That guy wanted the milkman, but yeah. he wanted yeah. him. To, he wanted him for his whiteness. Right. Did you pick up on that? That's yes. what he said. He wants. Yeah. He wanted his whiteness. Yeah. And so the milkman. I thought that was these... a yet another Neil Young semen reference. <laughs> right. Exactly. Yeah. But that's he's he got these like shiny. Cup. He's yeah. this white guy, milkman, white milk. Right. Mother, you know, milk. All this thing, and the, his teeth are really, really white. Yeah, he's a super charming. And then he's got you know you've got this guy who's I don't know who's playing. I feel like Dennis Hopper also played the Sheik. I don't did know. He? Yeah, because he did play a bunch of different. Yeah, people he played in the a movie. few different roles. He played like record company execs and yeah. lawyers and stuff. Yeah, but yeah, yeah. The sheik, the sheik was there wooing. But whoever a played woman. that was definitely in some sort of uh, not so twenty twenty. Oh no! Sort yeah, of it was all makeup. Brown yeah, face. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And uh, but I thought that was interesting. That played into that racism thing where I think. Neil was commentating on that a little bit too with the milk stuff, right? And him, b- b- like, yeah, okay. And I think yeah. he yeah. struggled with that a little bit, and especially with his love of the Ameri- uh, Native American. And, and I don't know, am I digging too no, deep into that? There, I actually, is that this is making me wish bills? that I knew. I feel like we could really dive deep into some symbolism, dude. I have I just a lot. Don't of, I have a enough. lot of stuff. There's, I don't know. I didn't. I know there. There's just it's weird that the, this movie's smarter than it uh, appears. It's very smart. Even even in one of the first scenes of the movie where is it um Geraldine, I can't remember which one it is. I think it's the one that gets fired where she's she's sort of mourning over the death of Otto senior. Yeah, yeah, she had a thing she with puts Dean on, Stockwell's and, father, yeah, also and played by Dean Stockwell. Right. And yeah. she she puts is on the that, Is it? Okay. Yeah. I didn't know that. And she puts on the like jukebox thing and she plays Skeeter Davis's 
uh, oh, like, end yeah, of the world. The end of the world, right. Which is, then when you watch the movie, you realize, oh, Neil fucking foreshadowed at the top of the no, film. Right? That's awesome. And you don't even yeah. realize that he's playing this classic song. Yeah. End of the world. Because Why you left me, the it's the end of the world. Yeah. yeah, and you think like, oh, she's sad because right. Otto is dead and Classic maybe they up. had a thing or whatever and she just loved this old guy who owned the place and now they're stuck with the shitty son. But the song is about <laughs> it being the end of the world and them not. And at the end of the movie, you realize that was the last day on Earth. It right. was the end of the yeah. world. So it's this weird thing where you're like, oh, fuck, they... Well, this there was is a lot smarter of than you think. The there's, movie starts with this song. There's a lot of things in there that could be considered the end of the world, like a nuclear yeah. accident, or you know, the, when uh, Dean Stockwell's Otto Junior character says, "We're gonna, you're only gonna get two sausages instead of six. Mm-hmm. Those, those like you know, hard hat guys took it really personally. They they got really angry about that when Dean Stockwell started taking sausages off their plates. Yeah. So there's a lot of things in here that could be the end of the world for some people. But none of them are as bad as the actual end of the world. Right. You know what I'm, you know what I'm saying? Yeah. So it's kind of like whatever your end of the world is, it's not as bad as, you know, nuclear annihilation but in I, the end of the I the also, actual end of the yeah, world. You know, you wor- may have you may have lost someone you loved, and that's terrible. But you're still here and right. you're still going on. But then you lost someone you love. What about losing the entire population of the planet? Which right. is you know? one of the things I love about this movie is it takes the sting out of the end of the world. Like even in the lyrics, like it takes a worried man to sing a worried song. It takes a wor- like I'm worried now, but I won't be worried long. Like yeah. it, you can be doing, you could be running a diner, you can be fucking owning a diner, trying to right. sell it. You can be you riding be a, a motorcycle. You could be a mechanic. Who doesn't drive? Right. Yeah, <laughs> that's right. But all this shit, like you could, like there's, it's 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 funny. It because none of it really fucking. It's very nihilistic this movie, but in like a almost relaxing way or something. Well, it's funny. It's the humor. It's hilarious. Yeah, yeah. and it's you're also, laughing about it's, the apocalypse. It's basically it's weirdly uncomfortable but comfortable. Yeah. You know, Neil sort of bridges these right. no, these non-binary gaps. It's well, Neil weird. Neil likes likes the uncomfortable part and that Yo, when yeah. i was talking about the the muddy water documentary he has up on neil young archives right now he says that to the film crew he goes if things get bad and people don't want you to stop filming and they're getting angry at you or things are just going worse don't stop filming because yeah. i want the bad parts in there yeah i want the bad parts in there because no it, it makes people that, real man. right i want to seem clean and polished right and, and yeah. pretty and Whatever I don't yeah. know, and I don't know. It's it's wild, but let's get into some of the other stuff. Uh, also, I thought they should definitely do an MST3K on this movie. Oh, 100%. oh my god, that. can you imagine? Yeah. That'd awesome. be a two-hour episode. Yeah, It'd be fucking great. Um, Just on that movie. Did you guys much like this podcast? Did you guys catch when one of the one of the characters says tonight's the night? Did you guys catch that? I one? didn't catch no. that. No. Yeah, and then she farts. Did you hear the? Fart? No, I don't. You guys didn't that. catch. Oh, wait- I gotta watch that. Was again. it the waitresses or the, or no, the lady? It was, that- it was Mrs. Robinson, Mrs. Robinson. Which again, how about that for yep. him giving a shout out to stuff I'm sure he loves with yeah. Simon and Garfunkel. Oh right, yeah, yeah. Or and just, that movie sorry, too. Just Paul Simon, probably right. No, no that, that was Simon and Garfunkel. Yeah, okay, Simon and Garfunkel. And then we need to talk about the Neil close-up. I with knew the, you were going to bring this up. With the... Oh, when he's it's talking, like a, when he's it's talking like to the... It's like a five-minute so, scene of the, him talking to his crush, this waitress. Yeah. It's, and yeah. it's just a zoom in on her lips and, and then she, his yeah. face. And she's making all these kissy... It's so long. It's so and long wonderful. and uncomfortable, but also <laughs> and so, funny so funny and amazing. <laughs> and I really... It's a shame to me that there's not a gif of Neil Young just going... I looked for one. 
Believe yeah, me. I tried I to look find for one too. It, There's nothing. There, we yeah. need to make it. Yeah. yeah. We need to have Sarah Lynn, one of our youngsters out there, make the gif yeah. of Neil Young in Human Highway going, Whew. Also, if you go, Shu and I found this movie on Amazon. Not yeah. that we want to give more money to Jeff Bezos, but right. but that's where we found it. Yeah. So Neil, get on it if you want us to find it somewhere else. Yeah. But put it up on the Hearst on Theater. The, yeah. On Neil Young it's Archives. It's weird that it's not yeah, there. Yeah. Put it on the archives, man. Yeah, yeah. But anyway, if you do end up buying this movie, take a picture, tag uh, Long May You Young on any <laughs> of the things, so we know that you bought <laughs> it, and face. so that we are responsible for sales. But yes. um, so. We're going to try to wind down here, but I, w- I wanted to kind of tie it into our normal episode format. Do you guys have a top three scenes from this movie or things that happen? The, oh, the geez. scene is yeah. That's top. in it for me. Yeah. yeah. My other thing that I loved is right before the end when they all do that the synchronized dance, dance yeah, at the I end. That the was shovels. a big surprise. It and was the like pogo a big, stick on the shovel thing. It was a thing. big yeah. musical ending. Yeah. And and Boogie Boy going get a shovel and be yeah. like, was he saying get a shovel and be a mole person yeah, yeah. he's it's, saying some dark it's time for the big sleep he's yeah. just saying yeah. start digging your graves you right now also, because this is the end of the world did you also see a lot of this movie was improvised yeah I read that yeah, yeah. Dean Stockwell yeah. said the plan was there was no plan shocker yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. Well, that's what they were saying. It was just a basically they get Dennis Hopper would say, "Oh yeah, we got to go do a Human Highway with Neil." So you know, it's just going to be a huge party. He knew it was just going to be like a few weeks of just partying out of his mind. Yeah, you know? it's wild. So man. let's talk about the end. All right. So yeah. so at the end, the the radio station announces that the nuclear missiles are coming. You know, they've been saying the war, impending war with Russia, is you know even more. You know, it's going to happen any minute now. And it, so it finally does. So the missiles are coming. And so what's everybody doing in the movie? They're still just worried about the usual thing. Yeah. You know, like uh, Otto wants to burn down the diner and collect his insurance. Mm-hmm. That waitress who latched on to him, you know, she wants to get her cut. Nobody yeah. And Neil wants to be Frankie Fontaine. You yeah. Know, after he wakes up from that dream, it's just like the end of Wizard of Oz. Well, where he looks around. Even even though the woman who had the flat tire... Oh, the big giant lady? No, no, no. No, the oh. other one. The who other. Lionel, oh, she's right. Native American, yeah. or if she's Asian or something. But yeah, and he, she comes. He in the she trunk. comes into right. real life too. Right. Nope, not that one. Not the one. No, where, there was the one she had. Like, oh, in the dream sequence. Yes, yeah. yes. She right comes in when the bus at the end over. of the movie too. Yeah. Yep, you're right. Which is also Everybody's Wizard there. of Oz. Yeah, yeah, it's very Wizard of. It's. I mean, Wizard of Oz is already pretty acid trippy, but this is even more like Wizard of Oz on acid. I actually heard if you start listening to Dark Side of the Moon at the beginning of Human Highway, it actually follows it all the way to the end. I thought if you listen to Landing on Water (laughs) right after the shaky motion picture logo then you uh i actually heard if you listen to all of degarmo and key's full no catalog. it's just it's <laughs> not it's not um dark side of the moon it's down by the river that's right i'm sorry oh, right, i yeah. confused those yeah, yeah. yeah so it's the end of the world and and all of a sudden they do this big musical thing they're getting ready to die but the giant native american spaceship casino totem pole comes and is Does that, it come though? I don't is that, know. If that's it what comes. that stairway is, right? They're going I into the spaceship. I read it differently. I read it. No, I read. I didn't read it as that. I read it as them see, him seeing down there. There's already radioactive shit down there, and there's no way they're getting out of this. It's it's above. It's below. The yeah. world is done. Yeah, that's how I took it. But oh, maybe, see, I saw it as the, that that spaceship came to pick them up and take them away. Just that group. Of I guess people. that might make more sense because there's the scene at the very end with the staircase of them climbing, right? Up. Of going up there, so they're well, all I they're all kind of going up there. Th- 
like them going to the afterlife. Oh, huh. see, I saw I I uh, saw it as like because they said the spaceship is coming to to pick up people, yeah. right? And Wait, so they uh, they so the the group that's he's involved this, with is this movie what the Heaven's Gate cult is based off? Of? Yes, <laughs> absolutely. I think it has. I think this is what kind of in a small way what um, after the gold rush. Is about yeah. So this is Mother Nature's silver seed ascending those stairs. Oh, it's all those yeah. freaks, right? Yeah. And then at the end, oh, but it's Native yeah. Americans. It's not Close Encounters of the Third Kind. Right. It's green. not an alien race. Yeah. It's the Native Americans who yeah. already got off the fucking planet yeah. because they were tired of all lot the of shit that, they were. I taking. mean, we could spend so much time, but some of the, even that symbolism with them burning the Indians is also, you know, the capitalistic society that we live in, especially with Neil was troubling with was them taking tobacco which was a native american staple and and commercializing that and that's what the wooden indian was used for was to sell tobacco which went those sales went to rich white men not native americans but they used appropriation to sell and then now they're all burning that with native americans right there's so and then even the symbolism again we talked touched on it a little bit but the character of Neil, this almost Lloyd Christmas, Dumb and Dumber type thing. Right, yeah. He's a complete idiot. Yeah. Where He's the worst he, mechanic ever. he idolizes ever. Frankie Fontaine, which is also played by Neil, who's this fucking Elvis-esque, doing some kind of crazy drug in a limo type of thing, where then you realize it's not what it seems. It's just really, there's this amazing yeah. amount of symbolism in this movie that... You watch this movie and you're like, what the fuck? This is so weird. What did I just watch? But it's also like, what? This is so right. fucking yeah. Dan well, Harmon it, writing s- smart level of shit going on. And it's, well, it's also like, oh, don't let Dan Harmon see David Briggs shoe, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> but it's also the dream sequence I thought was great because it, it almost was, especially where Neil played Frankie Fontaine and he played this yeah. kind of like moron Lionel. It's almost like, him, him saying like, yeah, like this could just be me if my path had gone a different way. Like I could just be this guy working on cars. Like there's really no right because he lo- he does yeah. that too. Yeah, you know he right. loved cars. It's all the you same. Know, he Frank likes tinkering Fontaine, with cars. Yeah. Fucking Lionel yeah, he's Switch, the rock star. trains. He does. He right. builds trains too. He's the, you he's know, the hippie like, dude. He built the band train. Things, but, yeah. I think. Did he build them? Yeah, they're robots. Made we by blame. Neil Young. We got to blame Neil Young for. Did train? you guys see yep. the TV Guide? Late uh, thing later on reviewed that saying that Neil Young was surprisingly funny. He was. Yeah, he was hilarious. He was, man. Yeah, it's great. actually really. Funny. I was really surprised at how like and how into that. It's character all intentional he was. too. Like when you first the movie starts out and you see him and uh, Russ Tamblin's character, which is also a wild character, man. That guy's a, nuts oh my god, Freddie. Yeah. yeah, and and they're in clearly in front of that green screen. Oh ride, yeah, they're riding on the stationary bikes, bikes. on the stage yeah. set. Yeah. yeah, and it's like you're like, come on, what is this? And then you realize like Neil wanted it like that. Yeah, he wanted yeah. it to be like ridiculous, it's so intentional. And you're like, yeah. fuck, man, this guy's a, kind of a fucking. Can I just genius. say just a side note on Russ Tamlin's performance? That initial fall. When he first meets Otto, yeah, that looked too real to be planned. Know, that looked like he really took it's a fucking so header, good. and they just went with it. It was such oh, a great we, fall. I could talk about this movie. I, I know yeah. we were supposed to do Russ, and we're not getting a Russ. No, it'll be better to do it. Yeah, with, yeah, with we'll live Russ. I don't even know if we'll be able to. So that's what I, I have a lot of notes on. Russ never sleeps, too. That, that's we'll what get, we'll get to. Him. That's what I got from it. Like the end of the movie is. This is like what after the gold rush was. This is yeah. taking the best of what the planet has, which was this group of we people. We should this go was about. towards what the Native Americans were reaching for, type of a thing, right? And, well, and even take it even. Well, more. no, it's that 
this is the best humanity has. Yeah. This is what they're saving is these people yeah. that oh, were really, right. that we're yeah. all you know, that we're, yeah, yeah, we're fucking, we're fucked. Yeah. You know, <laughs> no matter where yeah. we go, you could take this and fly our silver seed into the sun and find another planet. You're going to have the same fucking problems. Yeah. And that was like the last episode where I mentioned Ray Bradbury in the Martian Chronicles. Cause that's kind of what that was about. We found a way to colonize Mars. This was a brand new world. We just took our problems from here and just took them up to Mars, whether yeah. it was pollution, uh, land appropriation, racism, all that stuff just right. went to another place. It, That's nothing, why, it didn't yeah, solve Love, Lovecraft uh, Country, you guys should definitely watch. I'm, I'm going to watch it tonight. No, but it, whenever. I mean, I'm just watch, watch it, it. Oh, you are going to watch it. No, you can't watch it tonight. You said you'd watch like, little David Briggs want. for me while no, I went on date night with my wife. <laughs> I'm not going to watch a plastic baby for you. Also, you left... If that's if you really think that's a real baby, you left it here. I lost him. <laughs> Someone Is took him from me it? and hid it, no. and I think it was my daughter out of jealousy. <laughs> she hid it. So all right, she's a yeah. terrible. Sister. Any other scenes that stick out to you guys? Or I will forever so, see the milk bath in my brain. I mean, the milk bath was disturbing. Yeah, the whole yeah. dream sequences. I love the dream sequence because it really it just proved our point about yeah. what that going well, back and was even about. even yeah. in that there is. Uh, we we've already touched on the whole Tim Burton David Lynch. Right, yeah. uh, he mentioned someone else in that article too, well, which I didn't wasn't as familiar with this guy's work. But uh, well, in in the dream sequence, I mean, there's that whole hey hey my my that he does with Devo. Yeah, yeah. And I think we talked about it a little bit on the last episode, but there's a nine minute version of that on yes. YouTube that you can. But check it's not out, on it's, the movie. It's, no, it's just no. a three minute version yeah. of the movie. But it's it's fucking. Incredible. And that that uh, Frank San Pedro always said that Neil made them watch that, and that made Crazy Horse play that song even harder. Wow! When it came up live, because they mm. it just they were like, we're not going to let these weirdos fucking overshadow <laughs> yeah. us, you know. Much respect for Devo in this movie. I think yeah. I found a little Absolutely. newfound yeah. love for them. Yeah. But uh, yeah. Anyway, the other the other filmmaker was Alex Cox. Do you know? Yo, oh, yeah. Cox? Did Repo yeah. Man? You guys oh, ever see Repo, Repo Man? Man? Yeah, with Emilio. Oh my God, that Emilio! was that's one of my favorite movies of all time. <laughs> Repo Man. Straight to Hell was good too, but not as good as Repo Man. Yeah, but yeah, also, movie. I totally see the Tim Burton thing too because he talked about with Pee Wee's Playhouse and yeah, stuff. very much. Mm. The and Pee-wee's I thought of actually thing. was Edward Scissorhands too. Yep, with those that had that very surreal like, sets and stuff. and the very like yeah. '80s kind of retro yeah, yeah, '50s ish yeah. suburban. So it's just weird, thing. man, that this weird little film by Neil Young, sorry Bernard Shakey and L.A. Yeah. Johnson, who no one's ever heard of. Yeah, it just had this sort well, of psychological yeah. impact on American culture. It's kind of like which you, you wouldn't at, know about. You know what they always used to say about so the, fucking Neil, the Velvet man. Underground is that. Um, no, not a lot of people bought the Velvet Underground's albums, but everybody who did started a band. Yeah. And it was kind of like, you could say that, that this film's kind of like that. Everybody watched it, loved it for different reasons, and it kind of inspired them to do something like those guys. Maybe it inspired them to do something else. Yeah. You know, something different. Like maybe it did change David Lynch's way of, of looking at movies, or right. at least the, you know, the visual part of it anyway. So yeah. wild. Yeah. Anyway, this has been Long May You Young. Yeah, the movie edition. Movie edition. This well, is like the movie law. The human highway edition. Human highway. Well, uh, the other it's thing. It's also weird that that song has nothing to do with it. Yeah, there's zero. zero. <laughs> I know. I listened to the song a bunch of times. I'm like, this really has nothing to do with the they movie. They were going to. couldn't be more different either. I don't either. remember yeah. which song they were going to play for the dream sequence. It was, was it? Ride My Llama. Oh, Ride My Llama. Oh, I'm sorry. Ride My Llama. Llama. You son of a bitch. And I'd like to thank Ride Ricky Harvey real quick. 
uh, a big uh, youngster, she uh, tweeted an article uh, mentioning your annoyance with the pronunciation of llama and ride my llama with an article attached to it about how llama blood may have a key to fighting COVID-19. Really? Yes. Oh, fucking time-traveling vampire Fucking Neo. Neil, man. He, he knew it. blows our minds he all knew the it. time. Like Martian weed and llama blood. Oh, my God. Also, I love our youngsters for all, putting out all these things yeah, that's to awesome. us. Yeah. Please keep it up. Yeah, Thank you, youngsters. We appreciate it. Do it on Twitter, at yeah. Long May You And definitely young. make a, a fucking gif out of Lionel yes. Switch. We want to see your gifts. Put them on the uh, Facebook page. Going. Yeah. <laughs> If I can find a YouTube clip of that, I, I'll put it up, but I couldn't yeah. find one. I doubt, yeah. And uh, don't forget, we are part of the Pantheon Podcast Network also, yes. along with Punk Tree Punk and Tree. Shout It Out Loudcast. A lot of great uh, ones. Yeah, a lot of good stuff on there. All right. All right. Well, it, try to get out there and see Human Highway. It's hilarious, and we can talk about it online or wherever. And in the, in the great words of Lionel Switch, Whew. Thumbs down, Lamb Pit. It's NFL draft season, and that means it's time to start thinking about fantasy football. FantasyPoints.com features industry-leading experts and prognosticators using proprietary hand-charted data to help you score more fantasy points. FantasyPoints.com is the place to go for whatever kind of fantasy football you play. Whether you play fantasy football, daily fantasy sports, or do a little bit of everything, Fantasy Points has the meticulously researched content to guide you to victory. And why wait for the fall? Fantasy Points also covers the new spring football league, the UFL. Join the guru, John Hansen, Scott Barrett, Joe Dolan, and other massive names in the fantasy football universe with an exclusive offer. Use code Pantheon for 15% off any Fantasy Points package, including the all-in package, with access to every article, tool, and data nugget that Fantasy Points has to offer. That's FantasyPoints.com and code Pantheon for 15% off at Fantasy Points. FantasyPoints.com, code Pantheon. Score more Fantasy Points.